You are now listening to High Five the Podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff too. Now let's join our hosts Q and J as they broadcast live from the writer's room. The show starts in one... All the time. Uh, the only thing that I remember from childhood being like one of the, uh, the like the bad, the ultimate like bad thing that could happen in childhood. The priests. <laughs> other, <laughs> other than all of the the fathers, um, and I don't mean the abuse. <laughs> right. Um, Spotlight. Was, uh, Birthdays. You remember, like being uninvited from birthdays. That was like the uh, that was like the original. Like you're dead to me. You can't. Oh, I, I used that in one of our posts. Like, and you can't come to our birthday party. Oh yeah, yeah. you did. You did. You did. Because that's the that was the most fun. The thing I remembered about birthdays is that they, for whatever reason, between ages seven and thirteen, always took place at Chuck E. Cheese or Pizza Hut, and I always <laughs> made a suicide. <laughs> Like yeah, where you what? Yeah, I, mean, I committed suicide. No, <laughs> like, you have you know what a suicide is, don't you? Where you I do don't. every cola uh-uh. at the thing? Nope. Like you go to a place where it is has that what like it's called? Yeah, it's called a suicide. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like where you do every like Sprite and Seven Up and Coke and Diet Coke like, and the Suicide Squad premiere. <laughs> like, suicide. That's all that it is. That Free movie suicides. is just I, I got an early edition of the script and it's just the Joker. Just at a soda machine. At a soda machine. <laughs> just handing them out up all to of the them. rest of the yeah. squad. The thing is, nowadays with those big ones that have like 150 different flavors, those suicides take hours <laughs> to get done. You know, when I was a kid, I legitimately thought the phrase suicide was suicide. And I just thought Did you it was. say would, suicide? Yeah. I thought it was suicide. <laughs> and I just thought it meant someone killing themselves by stepping into a manhole cover. <laughs> I'm not lying at all. I thought it was just death by sewer. I'm fairly confident that your childhood was shaped by Looney Tunes. (laughs) No, not fairly confident. 100% confident that it was shaped. You're like, I also, I can't tell you how many times I drew a black spot on the walls just trying to, like, transform myself. Run right through it. Was run right through it. I was unconscious a lot as a kid. <laughs> well, the thing is, like when you step over a manhole cover that's open, you don't immediately fall down. You go whoop 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 until you realize that you're right. not walking on anything. Oh, and, and then so you look then down and like zip, and then it's just a slide whistle, <laughs> or it's uh, whatever. It's Wait, called, that would like, be going down and the, coming back. Like up. the Mannheim scream, the <laughs> like the scream the that's Wilhelm in every scream. Wilhelm scream, not Mannheim scream. <laughs> that's Mannheim scream roller. Yeah. Is what you're thinking of. Which is a symphony of just different screams at different like variable levels. But it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Their Christmas album is haunting. Trans Siberian Mannheim scream. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, no, but I really thought it was suicide and it was just like a way to say like, oh, they killed themselves by falling in a sewer, and I'm like, that's very specific. <laughs> Oddly specific. You're like, no. they invented an entire term just, <laughs> just, just for, for that. Why do they one do, type well, of Well, I mean, death. there's like patricide and uh, insecticide, you know what? <laughs> genocide. Like, I just thought the side was part of however, whatever the first word was, of that's how you died. 
We are uh, we're currently committing podcast suicide. <laughs> podcast aside? So, yes, because we have talked <laughs> at length now about just death and killing yourself and horrible childhood memories. Well, speaking of horrible memories, but this isn't for me, uh, the music that you have <laughs> over the J-Horror, the beep-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. I, um, in college, I learned how to play that on the guitar, like the ding doo doo ding doo doo and I had a habit of walking the halls in like the middle of the night with a werewolf mask on, completely nude, <laughs> and I would just stand out. Like, I would just stand outside of people's doors, going bing doo doo bing doo doo bing doo bing doo bing doo, until they opened the door and it's just me wang out with a werewolf mask on. And so, the, and this never caused any problems. It was a Christian university, so no, <laughs> no. So they were totally into yeah, it. Totally into it. As long as it said oh, Jesus God. saves at the end of it and walked away, <laughs> they were totally fine. You just had it written on each butt cheek: yeah. Jesus saves. <laughs> as you walked away, yeah. that's just how it was. Okay. Well, and. The, at the beginning, it would freak people out, but at year four, they just be fuck, go away. It's a fucking naked werewolf. It was two again. in the morning. I was like, <laughs> like balls out. The the better the further part of that story that you're not telling is the fact that there was no guitar involved. It was actually just pubes that were being strummed, <laughs> just like beep boop boop beep boop boop beep boop. The thick the thicker one was the lower notes, like bum 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 bum. Uh, luxurious pubes. Oh. All right, let's let's go ahead and uh, let's high five on. Can that we? One. Are we? Are we recording? Yeah, we've been recording for a while. That's what I just said. We talked so I much about we were... dicks in the <laughs> show, <laughs> and you did it, and you did it again specifically. You're like, I'm married. I need to tell us. Yeah, high five. <laughs> Should we high five? High five! 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 Don't let me hang it. Seven that you choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like that. It always sort of tastes a little bit like orange sludge. It looks like it would just be brown at the end. Oh, it's it, very, it, it's just very black. It's just oh, yeah. a black liquid. It's ju- it looks like oil but you did and this tastes... on purpose to yourself. Well, because it was like, it was like a different this. flavor, and it was like yes, when you're all of them. yeah, when you're a kid, it just it's like a black hole of cola, right. a black cola, if you will. <laughs> Black cola. You know what that reminds me of? What? Black holes, which are in outer space. Space. Wait, which also has Uranus. (laughs) But space is the episode that we're doing today. And since we're recording yet again, I think we should talk about our topic. And our topic is space. Space. Movies in space. Exactly. Space, space, space. That was a very nice reverb. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I've been working on it. Yeah. Um, And, you know, what they say, in space, no one can hear your reverb. (laughs) It's true. They say that. That's a fact. They say that. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and put you up for uh, the reboot of uh, Police Academy as the Police Academy uh, in space? Sound effect guy. Oh, oh, oh. Michael Winslow? Michael Winslow. Yeah, so you can, like, just reverb stuff. I love how talented Michael Winslow actually is, but how useless that... Like, if you've seen him on, like, talk shows, he's like... He's, like, making all these, like, helicopter sounds, and it's like, that's awesome, Michael, but who cares? Right. Like, what are you ever going to use? Like, he has fun at drive-thrus. Yeah. I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He's like, I would like a a number five with a large freak. Oh, no, it's the Gestapo. (laughs) And they're like, Michael, when's the God? (laughs) Guys, it's Michael Winslow at the window again. (laughs) 
Sir, look, I'm on my seven-hour shift. Can you just speed this along, please? And no, you cannot get a kid's milk. <laughs> right. Stop asking for the last time. And we Stop know you asking. don't have kids in the car. He's like, but I'm a kid! And it's like, no, you, we know you don't have kids in the car. No, we tell all the new liar. trainees. <laughs> the new trainee comes in. It's like, listen, about once a week, Michael Winslow's going to come by, just laugh at his jokes. He doesn't have kids. Don't give him Just a toy. Go along with it, okay? Mention Police Academy. <laughs> think- we can't tell you how much money the studios put back into our restaurant <laughs> franchise just because they're trying to appease Michael. It's in just, the inevitable reboot it. of Police Academy with the McDonald's toys, he's going to go through and get his own toy. I like that. Yeah. And it's just, most definitely. <laughs> it's gonna. I think. <laughs> I think. I think his. His toy should just be like a guy with a body that's like a megaphone, and it's just, <laughs> it's just a voice changer. It's just one of those, so it's just not like, even a voice changer, it's just one of those shitty toys that you press a bunch of buttons and it makes a bunch of different fart yeah. sounds. <laughs> it's like Michael Winslow's like, helicopter, helicopter. <laughs> even better, it doesn't do the helicopter sound effect, it, it just, just says, says helicopter. Yeah. It's just his voice saying helicopter. Helicopter. <laughs> All right, so we've got to stop this. <laughs> Helicopters, which go into the sky, <laughs> which sky. is below space. Oh, right back around. Worst well segue ever. We're the best at segue. We are the best at everything, saying. especially <laughs> podcasting. So space, man, the final frontier. Space man. <laughs> that was space, on purpose. Comma man. <laughs> that was like woman. Whoa, Whoa man. man! That was slam poetry. I was saying just then. <laughs> Space man. <laughs> <laughs> Bowie, can you hear us? <laughs> Houston, we have a solution. <laughs> oh snap! You see what he did there? Yeah. He made it real. All right, so <laughs> so we're talking about space movies this yep. time. Now, we had talked about a lot of different ways to incorporate this, and so we didn't get to – we didn't want to encompass the entirety of space because, right. you know, it's big. It's at least as big as a Bennigan's. And yeah, for sure. And so we had to encompass it. So for me, what I did on my list was take movies that primarily take place in – in the void of space. Good. Like so there are that. other like planets involved, sure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the primary purpose is space. Now, or get, when you think of the movie, you're like space. space. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It has space in it. Yes. 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 Yeah. So you know, for for example, some of my honorable mentions that didn't make it because of this rule. Ten things I hate about you. Ten things I hate about you. Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Right. Um, things like that. But like the Martian was failure to launch though, because launch is kind of like a reference to space. No, we're not talking about Challenger. Fuck. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> too soon. It's not too soon. <laughs> People that haven't a long time ago get over it. Matthew McConaughey. That's it. Just Matthew McConaughey. But like the Martian for me didn't count because it okay. takes place completely on Mars. Like it's yep. in outer space, but the, it's yeah. that's on Mars. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy I'm, almost I'm made that say, list. I'm gonna say you could have put the Martian on there. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, it's on my honorable mentions. We're talking about it. That's I mean, fair. that movie was. I feel bad really that you good. eliminated it from your list for that fact because I would have given you that leeway because that's the generous type of person that I oh, am. Oh, well, you're a sweetheart. I know. I try. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I feel like you just expect that I'm just going to come in and I'm just going to really just work your ass and just Gross. really... <laughs> Wait, that came out wrong. I mean, just really just give it to you real hard. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, I know a lot of times you just expect me to take it. Right, just, and just, just submissively. Yeah, and just then just call. Afterwards. Afterwards. <laughs> text two days later. Yeah, why haven't you called me, by the way? 
because we're here together in the writer's room. Yeah. Talking about we'll space talk movies. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. That's talking fine. about black holes. Right. <laughs> black holes. Yeah. Like Samuel L. Jackson's. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, visual. I hate <clears> me. <throat> um, but uh, so honorable mentions for me, uh, Event Horizon. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. great movie, but when you see the caliber of the top five, doesn't quite make it, but that's just a movie Can that I, I love. Can I spoil that movie and ask you a question? Please. Yeah. Okay. Does that movie take place in hell? No. That movie touches hell. Like, the movie takes okay. place in a spaceship, but that spaceship most definitely went to okay, hell. Okay, so that's my question. So, yeah. my understanding of this movie is they had this, the black liquid thing that was inside the ship, the, like, space-time bender thing to jump to other galaxies Yeah, or they, they had, and like, it, the Afghan instead, oil machine. Right. It instead took them to hell, which is another dimension? Basically, yeah. So it it foregoes the religion aspect of hell. And it's more like it's an actual place. Right. Right. It's a dimension that exists like in the Rick and Morty universe. Right, gotcha. It is one of the multitude of realities. It is a Cronenberg Yes. Oh my goodness, (laughs) it is. But like, so if you remember in that movie, Sam Neill takes the paper and he's like, if this is the straight line, the fastest place, the fastest way between two things is if you fold the paper in half and put a pin through it. Right, and and go to hell. Yeah, (laughs) but what happened is instead of going to the other place, they went, they bent time and went to another dimension and that dimension just happened to be hell. And then when they came back, it was cursed with, I believe, Satan. And see, that's that, that's where it like it kind of threw me because I like. Okay, I, w- I won't say I liked the movie. I watched the movie. It's problematic. It is very. I am not a gore monger. Oh at man! All, and it had some imagery that fucking disturbed oh, me. Oh, it to is my core. It is beyond space torture porn. It's. It is insane. Like, I remember a scene of a guy, like, eating his own arm at one point, and it's like his arm is down his throat, yep. like, up to the elbow. And, and then there's like, the next scene is, like, that arm being ripped out and pulling all of his entrails right. out, and then being crucified upside down with barbed wire, and there's right. bodies being slid open yeah. in half. Like, yeah. it's, it's like if Jigsaw went into space. Like, it is terrible. <laughs> I mean, but you would almost think Eli Roth directed <laughs> just, it, but he did not. I just had a crazy, like, visual mashup of, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey, like, the, the like, real clean white, like, space station, and then just, like, the jigsaw pu- puppet on the tricycle just, like, riding into frame. No, it's it's not even that. It's There's an early cut of that movie when he's running on the big dome that's spinning, but it's just the tricycle. <laughs> just forever. <laughs> that's it. It's like, Ooh, that would be a great like end of movie reveal. Like the camera pulls out, and the whole time you think you're on a space yeah. station, but the space station this is going to get deep. Is actually just the wheel of this puppet's bike, bro. Right. And Hal isn't a computer. Oh. It's just that old guy sitting in a box talking to them. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I were you, Dave. <laughs> I'm dead on the floor, Dave. Been here the whole movie, Dave. Dave. <laughs> That's Dave, so game over, and then smash the credits. <laughs> you gotta say game over, Dave. <laughs> and like the monkeys have the the bones. But if you're gonna make it like a real like space movie reference, you gotta be like game over, man. <laughs> game over, Dave. Dave. <laughs> game over, Dave. <laughs> game over, Dave. All right, so give me the rest of your honorable mentions. That was pretty solid. Second one is uh, Starship Troopers. That, that was. I thought this one was the second one because you said the Martian. Oh, first. Martian Event Horizon, Starship Troopers. So you have some sort of weird space time continuum thing going right. on in your head right now. Right. You're just like backward. We're folding time and space. Number three and a half. Yes. Is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> Interdimensional three. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, number infinity. <laughs> 
is Apollo 13. Let's be honest, numbers don't matter on this list. No, they don't. (laughs) Negative 18 is. um, But yeah, then no, those are the five. Uh, Event Horizon, Starship Troopers, Apollo 13, Martian, and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I really like those. Like, those... I, some of those movies I know are terrible. Like, I get that Starship Troopers is not going to win any Oscars anytime soon, or shouldn't have ever. But, you know, it relaunched Neil Patrick Harris's career, really, because he gets into that big vagina bug. So, you know, that I think that's what makes Neil Patrick Harris gay, is that vagina bug that he has to operate <laughs> on at the end of that movie. Um, but I love, for I whatever like that reason, movie. that movie is super pulpy and super fun, but it's not I think that's what great. made it... But it's good. Like, yes. it's fun. It's fun as hell. I agree with that. Um, and then Apollo 13, we've talked about it on this podcast before, but it is a fantastic film. Yes. But when you hear the rest of my list, I think you'll understand why it. it's just – there. It, it could be argued that it should be better than some of these, but I right. think the others fit better into what I thought this, movie, this list was about. I really dig it. Um, my honorable mentions are non-existent. <laughs> you didn't have any? Nope. There's only five space movies in the world to you. That's it. And you just had to rank them. That's it. I love it. It is very easy. This was a very <laughs> easy list. Okay. Um, so, but to further... Okay, so I want to ask you a question here. And before we even get into our list. Because space is one of those things that kind of fascinates me. And I think we've touched on it before in one of our previous episodes. But it's one of those things like space is a real scary concept to me. Because it is, spoiler alert audience, infinite. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, space just goes. So the concept, nothing provides a better vehicle, I think, for a tense movie or a horror movie, even, Mm -hmm. than space. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. It's so crazy. You know what? I I will, I will, with that, with saying that, it reminded me, I will add one to my honorable mentions. One that did not make my list Gravity with Sandra. Okay. Didn't make my list. Okay. It's a good movie. I saw it in the theater. Do you see it in I saw 3D? it on IMAX in 3D. Okay, good. You almost have to see that one in IMAX on 3D. And I poo-poo 3D a lot. But for that purpose, for that movie... And, and uh, I will actually tell you, that's why it didn't make my list. It didn't make my list because I don't know that I enjoyed the movie, the story of the movie, right. as much as I just really dug the concept and mm-hmm. visuals and the execution almost, of yeah, the movie it would almost work better for me as like one, you know how they every once in a while put out those like educational documentaries in IMAX <laughs> it works like that like I don't let's give visit a, the Grand Canyon I don't give a shit about Sandra Bullock I don't give a shit about George <laughs> neither Clooney. did Jesse James <laughs> that's true that is true oh Aww. it's sad it is he's a douche wow Way to way to Douche. really just dig in that really old knife. <laughs> right. That happened a rusty, long time ago. rusty Move knife. On. Rusty but, knife, Jetsy. But um, but seriously, um, but that movie. <laughs> to speak to what I'm saying, that movie, that sh- I I actually got a little anxiety ridden watching oh, yeah. that movie in the theater because some of the scenes where she's floating outside, disconnected from things scares the shit out of me. Well, that's the whole premise of that. And one, I want to go back to a point that you made because one of the interesting things I think about space movies is that the vastness of space is intimidating. Like for me, when I was a kid, I had recurring nightmares where I was just swimming in the ocean. Right. And the 
I would see gigantic whales or gigantic fish or space monsters, sea creatures and sea monsters, and that would scare the living shit out of me, just their sheer size. And just the sheer size of space is intimidating and scary in its own right. But I also think that what space movies allow themselves to do almost more than any other genre or any other type of film is it can mix the infantness, infinitiness of space with a very claustrophobic feel. So let's, you know, let's take Gravity or let's take Alien. I definitely you know, agree it's, with that. It's, space is infinite, but you're trapped in either this suit or this spacecraft. I mean, Event Horizon's the same way. As they went to other dimensions, they're lost in space beyond Jupiter, beyond Saturn, but it's all contained in these really dank, dark, scary hallways or ventilation shafts right. with naked cut-up women. Right. It's just, it's horrifying <laughs> on two different levels right. because you're like lost forever, but trapped. Right. And I think that's what lends space to being really good for anxiety-driven movies yeah. or horror movies in general. And, you know, as we've talked about in the other episodes, I'm a huge horror movie fan. What? What? I so space movies... That. A lot of space movies make my list of movies that I just love and will watch over and over again. Um, I mean, do you want to get into the list itself? Yeah, I mean, let's do it. I just wanted to kind of, I wanted to chat with you and no. get your feel, because I was thinking about that as we were coming up with these lists and, uh, and talking about it, um, that I think space movies in general hold a weird place for me, because I, I there are some space movies that are completely innocuous and not... Yeah not scary in any way mm. but something about space and its insane vastness both intrigues me and terrifies me right. simultaneously well and another aspect before i get into my list one last thing i wanted to mention about it is one of the staples of any horror movie is darkness right there's a movie called the darkness right there's also a band called the darkness and they're not scary at all well sort of that dude can sing really high really high <laughs> Wait, is he here? He is. He that is. was amazing. He's standing on my shoulders. Amazing. But He's so, tiny. <laughs> but space, light cannot exist in space. Right. So it is the ultimate dark. Right. Which is horrifying in its own right. And probably plays to a lot of just inherent fears. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people are inherently kind of freaked out of the dark. It's like yeah. our natural animal instinct to be yeah. on high alert when we can't assess our surroundings always so with, actually honestly this is a really good segue into my number five which is Let's gravity oh okay yeah. perfect so alfonso cuaron one i love him as a director you mm -hmm. know he had one of the best harry potter films anything he touches is great and i love gravity not so much because i think it's the best story right. in a space movie but just the sheer execution. I mean, my lists are always based on what I think are some technical feats or the best films of right. a genre. And, you know, one, this movie is horrifying because yeah. it's completely plausible. Yeah. It, there is no Martians. There is no space rape. There is no, like, demonic anything coming for you, coming right. after you. Well, there it's is... It's just lost. Spoiler alert. Some possible hallucinatory stuff well because she's going crazy because she's lost right i mean it's i think we mentioned it in another podcast but it's the open water of space it is definitely it's just sure. this idea that yeah if you go up into space something shitty could happen and you're right. just lost forever until you die right and that's terrifying to me but one just talking about the execution of gravity it looks amazing looks amazing 
probably one of the best executions of 3D I've ever seen. Yeah. Because the idea of being able to add depth to the vastness of space lends itself. It's a marriage made in heaven. This is not Wrath of the Titans. Right. Where, like, 3D is, like, pinned on at the end like a donkey's tail at a kid's party. (laughs) Like, this is... You feel lost. And, as you know... However much I love tracking shots, right. the movie starts with a 15-minute long single-cut tracking shot. Yeah. It, it blew my mind, and it's like, I love it. I'm like, I'm in it to win it right now. Right. Sold just on technicality alone. It, I mean, not only that, I think you know this, but it took four and a half years to make because they basically had to invent new ways to film what they were trying to film to make it realistic. They built a new rig to like suspend the actors on wires that had never been done before. I mean, it got the sign off from like NASA engineers. Buzz Aldrin is one of his favorite movies. Why, I don't know. <laughs> well, that was one of the things I will say to speak to that. Um, when when seeing it in the theater, I know I, I was kind of aboard the hype train leading up to the release of the movie, and I remember them talking about uh, the technical feats and accuracy of what they did, or what they did, and what they were portraying. Much like it's like the Saving Private Ryan of outer space. It was. <laughs> it is right. It is it was, without all the entrails right. and without without uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Right. To speak to your Buzz Aldrin comment, it's one of those movies where they were like leading up in on, on board the hype train on this. They were interviewing like astronauts, and astronauts were saying like, "We've seen this. This is the closest you can come to actually being." in space right like for a normal viewer this actually transports you and gives you a very accurate portrayal of what it would feel like to be in space and i think so for me seeing this movie it was one of those things where like this is my worst nightmare come true (laughs) so it's one of those things that's like hey uh do you want to take a ride on the horrible murder death train no and i'm like (laughs) i love trains but i hoard I hate horrible murder death. I love to rape. <laughs> so I'm torn. What a, what a terrible ride that would be. It's like, hey, you know the streamline? Well, we've got one called Deathline. Kills everyone on it. We call it Snowpiercer 2. It's a train. It's a train. And you're like, sign me up. I love I trains. I don't want to, but I'm compelled. I'm a trainophile. I like to stop and throw faces against them as they pass. Goop, toot, toot. I like, I like to put pennies on the tracks. <laughs> and, and get a smoosh. But yeah, it's one of those things. I I had a bunch of anxiety going into the movie because for me, I was like, I really it freaks me out the concept of seeing this. But at the same time, I'm like, I really want to see this because, like, I I want to. This is in a safe confine. I'm not gonna float out of the IMAX. (laughs) Maybe you feel like you are in that movie though. Like that's how good the 3D is. And like I I remember watching it, and I was like in the theater, like going, "Whoa, I'm floating away." Probably because I was on acid though. (laughs) That That might that might have been it. Although you know, you say the NASA engineers. I'm sure I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure Neil deGrasse Tyson poo pooed on it somehow. (laughs) Like because he doesn't like anything. He's like Titanic is wrong because the stars. It's like come on, Neil. Like is it? Lighten oh, up a bit. Like, when you it? find out his favorite movie is Dumb and Dumber 2, you're like, all right, back off a <laughs> Guess bit. Guess what? He's human. Neil deGrasse Tyson bleeds. Back off, Degrassi. Apparently, Drake. PBR. <laughs> his middle name stars Drake from Canada. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yikes. <laughs> oh. But anyway, yeah, so that's that's my number five is Gravity. I like it, man. Led right in. So I like it not enough to be on my list, but I no, like it. But I'm glad that you added it as an honorable mention because it totally. sort of justified it to me. I have respect for it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so, great. That's, that's, <laughs> that's number five. it, not for, you. No, for, <laughs> for to clarify, I have respect for, <laughs> for the movie. So. Not mm, right. Jay. <laughs> no. Poo-poo on you. Poo-poo on him. Okay. So number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. Space movie through and through, but a great space movie. We saw it together. We did. I think we mentioned that when we talked about this on one of our other episodes. I don't remember which one, but yeah, we saw it together. Yeah. I have fond memories of that. Well, I mean, not only is the soundtrack great, it's it was like the highest grossing movie of that summer when it came out. Together. Hole in the box. Yep. <clears throat> All right, go ahead. Sorry. For like for chocolate bars, not for right, dicks not for or nothing. Um, dicks, 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 dicks. Oh man, so, why do we do this? So, I don't know. Is this podcast just an excuse for us to get together and talk, <laughs> talk about dicks? It is. Oh, but I mean, James Gunn, one great director choice. Like oh, yeah. anyone who can take Slither and make it as fun as it was. Was it Slither? Yeah, Didn't Slither. He, yeah, super. Oh, with super. Rain Wilson yeah. as like the crazy dark real world version of a superhero. Yeah. And Chris Pratt best choice in the world for Star-Lord, I think. I'm going to go out on a limb and I will say that outside of Tony Star or uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s charisma, I think he is the only other person right now in the Marvel pantheon that pulls off that same level of kind of like just cool and yeah. quippy and well, I almost feel like his outside of, you know, Tony Stark as Robert Downey Jr., his character fit is almost the best in the whole Marvel Universe. Right. And we'll see... Because you're like, Chris Pratt, he's like, he would be like this. Like, I imagine this is what he's like. Fun fact, James Gunn did not want to hire him as Star-Lord. That wasn't a James Gunn decision? It was not a James Gunn decision. Oh, poo-poo James Gunn. You know who was considered before Chris Pratt? Oh, God, who? Eddie Redmayne, Lee Pace, who was also (laughs) in the movie, Garrett Hedlund, come on. What? James Marsden, Jim Sturgis, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Aaron Paul, and John Krasinski. Okay, John Krasinski, I could see. Possibly. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I could see. He's not buff enough, though. Because like, I love me some JGL. Oh, we, we all love JGL. Like, I mean, we know High Five Podcast loves <laughs> JGL. But for that role... He's he could be smarmy enough, he's, but I don't think he's, he's as so charming, actiony though. enough. He's disarmingly. Oh charming. come on! You saw his bike movie. He's not an action star. Like he's he's That's okay. True. He's That's he's true. a fantastic. But have actor. you seen Looper? Yeah, I have seen. Looper. He is an action star. Is, what uh, are you talking about? He's Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> he's Brad Pitt. He's Brad Willis. <laughs> he's Brad Willis. <laughs> but I mean, so they went through that whole list, and then finally someone convinced James Gunn to screen Chris Pratt. And then he said within 15 seconds of his audition, he knew he was right. Which is a crazy concept because you're right. I can't imagine, I mean, let's talk legitimately, I can't imagine any of those people as that character. No. So I think that was a happy accident for While we're on this topic, the other casting choices they had, Uh like, I think the whole, I think the whole movie is cast perfectly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like Bradley Cooper as Rocket (laughs) couldn't have been done better. Well, even though it was James Gunn's brother doing all the action, like right in the mocap suit, he was the mocap suit. You know who they almost did besides Brad Cooper? Mm. Adam Sandler. Come Shut on. The fuck up. Boo. That wasn't that can't right? be real. It's real. That is not just so a they J were like, fake. They were like, uh, you know who we need? 
That's not just a Jake out. Billy Madison. Yeah. He would be perfect for Rocket the Raccoon. (laughs) Hey, I'm a raccoon. Watch me play my guitar. What's that fucking movie where he plays the brother and sister? Little Nicky? Jack and Jill? No. (laughs) He's like, you know who's riding high off the the hit that was Jack and Jill? Adam Sandler. Let's get him in that movie. You know this Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Let's get that big daddy dude. He plays well with kids. He could be a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, clearly. He's done that before. <laughs> and then um, also on casting roles, yes. Drax, I thought was great. The guy Dave, who did Dave Dra- Bautista. Dave Bautista. Yeah. He did great. Guy who turned it down, Jason Momoa. Ooh. Yeah. That may. Game I of can Thrones. almost Aquaman see that one himself. Too, I can see that one too. I don't know I that I would s- like him bald, though. I can see it working, because I think Jason Momoa can do what he sets his mind right. to, but let's be honest, outside of Game of Thrones, not the best run. No. Her- Hercules, or no. is it Conan or Hercules that I he did? Conan. Uh, he did the Conan it, reboot. It's Hercule Conan. <laughs> Conan-elise. <laughs> Conan-elise. It's basically the same yeah. thing, so it doesn't it is, matter. He has not had the best run, no. and I am reserving judgment until the Aquaman movie comes out, yeah. but DC has not had the best track record thus far. No. So he's like, Marvel, nah, DC, let's do it. He's like, hey, remember that train? Let's get on the Titanic instead. <laughs> the murder death kill yeah. train? Or what? Let's get on. Remember, no, Snowpiercer 2, trains are unsafe. I'm going to get on the Titanic. Boats are way safer. This thing has. Ne- this thing is unsinkable. It's unsinkable. This thing is unsinkable. Hey, Kathy Bates is on there. Jason Momoa is going with Kathy Bates. Meanwhile, they're like, Meanwhile, we've got, idea, we've got an idea for the Batman v Superman poster, but we're going to turn the V into a giant iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, that movie kind of did. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> and you know what the sad part is? Batman v Superman. The top part is just the tip of the shitty iceberg <laughs> yes. that is DC that movies is so far. Yeah. Although, I will say, I'm on the Suicide Squad hype train. So am I. But I also feel like that that is... I'm also going to see how many times I can say hype train Please during this do. episode because I think I'm at like five so far. <laughs> we have I have a, a whiteboard counter on the side. Right. Let's consult the board. <laughs> Survey says too many times. You've said <laughs> Stop it. Saying yeah, Stop saying hype train. Stop saying hype train. Stop saying hype snowpiercer. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Suicide Squad, I'm going to reserve. I, I'm excited about that movie and I know we have an episode coming up yep. where we're just going to talk about that by for itself. Sure, for sure. But I sort of feel like Suicide Squad is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy of the DC Universe. Yes. It's going to have more fun with itself. The director choice, David Ayers, is a super smart choice. Oh, The cast 100%. could be good. Like, half the cast is like, I don't care about you at all. Okay, but so the I'll other cast is like, Will Ooh. Smith? Will Smith, I'm on board with. I'm on board with him. I'm on board with Margot Robbie. Yep. And I'm on board with Jared Leto as Joker, I hope. Okay. I hope I'm on. But the rest of the cast, like Cara Delvegni, yeah, she has not really proven. Not really proven. Um, the guy, the guy who plays, oh, what's Boomerang. his Boomerang? Cap like Boomerang? Yeah, Jai Courtney. I hate him. Is that his name? Jai yes. Courtney. Yeah, Jai Courtney. I have not been impressed with him in. The anything. only movie that I've seen him in, other than this, was that really bad. Speaking of uh, Bruce Willis, Die Hard, really bad Die Hard movie where Awful. he played his son, Awful. and he was fucking Awful. irritating. He's also in the Insurgent trilogy. Oh, I haven't seen any Awful. of those. 
not. I mean, sorry, Jai, if you're listening, you're my boy, Jai. Right. But you, you might be suck great at this. <laughs> right. You suck at acting. Bro. <laughs> yes, like like do an American Pie reboot and get the fuck out of acting. Right. I'm sorry. Right. And That's then um, Kinnaman. No. Okay. He, he. Have you seen the killing? Yes, he is hit or miss for me. Like RoboCop reboot, not you know great. Who that was supposed to be right. Hmm. It was supposed to be Tom Hardy. Really? Yeah. I could have gotten on board with Tom Hardy. It in was. A, in it a was RoboCop actually reboot. Tom Hardy. He was signed on to do it and had to leave due to a conflicting. Uh, was he going to do a good movie? Schedule. Yeah. yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, mm, I saw an early screening of Batman v Superman. I'm jumping off the DC train. <laughs> hey, I'm out. Hey, Marvel. <laughs> the DC hype train. <laughs> yeah, the DC hype train. All right, so let's get back to your. So yeah, yes. so Guardians of the Galaxy is my number four. Oh, can we? Can we? Touch on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Touch which everything is you want. <laughs> I will. Without asking from now on. I think it's going to be great. Kurt Russell yeah. is in it. And the hype Probably is... Star- the hype train says... Star-Lord's dad. He's Star-Daddy. He is Star-Daddy. He's Star-Daddy. Which I, believe. I think would be amazingly awesome casting. I'm, I'm hoping... You know, I know in the comics that... In the purists out there, and if, you know... We'll get on Twitter, it's like, You don't know what you're talking about, me! <laughs> also, send us pictures of your dicks! <laughs> <laughs> Gross. But, like, you know, I know in the... In the in the comics, the character of Star Daddy is established as this prince guy, and yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it in the movie, but I totally trust James Gunn, yeah. and if he has a soundtrack as good as the first Guardians of the Galaxy, I'll see it regardless. Oh, I... Yeah. That was one of the things that, and let's talk about it since it's on your list, that knocked that movie, took that movie from mm-hmm. being a great movie to an amazing movie. Yep. That is a movie that was absolutely elevated by its kick-ass soundtrack. And James Gunn picked all those songs personally. Which is even yeah. more fantastic. So I'll give him a pass for wanting to not cast Chris Pratt <laughs> as Star-Lord because he clearly had an amazing vision in mind for the Well, soundtrack. then I'll bump you up. You gave him a pass for that. He's back on even footing. I'll give you a bump up. You know why Chris Pratt's ship is named the Milano? No. In that movie? Alyssa Milano. James Gunn had a huge childhood crush on Alyssa Milano. That's why he named the ship the Milano. It wasn't. It wasn't Marvel based. So that's not a Marvel thing. Nope. That was a James Gunn boner thing. He was like, "Have you seen her? Maybe this will get me in her pants." He's a huge Charmed fan. He made he made Guardians of the Galaxy, and then he emailed Alyssa. It's like Alyssa at Milano dot com. He's like, "Hey." Check out this movie. <laughs> wink, what? wink. Smiley face. Dick pic. P.S. Here's my mixtape that <laughs> I made for mi- you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a whole mixtape that I made for him. The I whole re- movie is just an undercover, <laughs> an undercover way of him getting in a date with Alyssa Milano. Dear Miss Milano, I recorded "Hooked on a Feeling" off the radio for you. <laughs> it's on my cassette that I made for you. <laughs> I'm I'm forever going to see that movie in that light yeah. now. This is just a huge love letter to Alyssa Milano. That's it. <laughs> to get into her pants. Exactly. And, and if any... Let's be Alyssa. honest, he can get into my pants for this movie, oh. so this had to have worked. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then any Alyssa Milano pants fan film that stars John C. Riley is a, is a cinch. It's a, is a clincher. It's a win. You're going to get it. Yeah, you got so it. So that's my number four. I love it. Space so movie, far, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm loving both of these. I think and they're really solid. Number three yep. initially started off way higher in my list, but it ended up number okay. three because of just the weight of the numbers one and two. Okay. Moon. Yep. By Duncan Jones. Now, 
I'm going a little bit outside of the parameters I set by because sure. it takes place on a, not a planet but a rock floating in space. But I I'm gonna but be it is a with space you, much like movie. you had said The Martian. When I think this movie, I, I think, think space. space. And when I think this movie, I think fuck. I want to watch this movie right now. Yeah, that movie is brilliant from beginning to end. You might even see the twist coming from two miles away. Doesn't but you matter. Don't care. Doesn't make it less enjoyable. It doesn't. It I is, will agree with that. It is a callback to classic sci-fi on on a master level scale. Absolutely. I mean, and to come from David Bowie's son. <laughs> well, that's one of the things that blew my mind. So when this movie came out and I saw it, I had no... I was like, Duncan Jones, I don't know who that is, but I love discovering Duncan Donuts Jones. Like, cool. And a, a little Wikipedia research, and I was like, holy fucking shit. I was like, here's a dude making a movie about space that is the fucking son of Ziggy <laughs> Stardust. Exactly. Like, like, my mind... This is going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to love this movie. So yeah. I went in... Riding the hype train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate you. I was so excited, mm-hmm. and you know what? It absolutely didn't disappoint. It it met and exceeded every expectation because it was one of those that was like, I believe it was a Sundance film. It yep. was shot in thirty three days, like a month. It crazy. took a month to make this fantastic piece of art, which is crazy. Because considering, I mean, I know it's, I mean, spoiler alert. So it ends. Or it, it involves with Sam Rockwell playing... Dual. Written for him, by the way. Did you know that? I didn't know Duncan that. Jones wanted to work with him when he was doing some like art films and, and film school and wasn't able to work with him, but him and Sam Rockwell were friends, so he wrote this movie for Sam Rockwell. Which I couldn't see, A, anybody else doing nope. this. Plus, let me just put out there, I think Sam Rockwell is a very underrated actor. He's, I think he is amazing. Matchstick Men, his performance in Matchstick Men with Nick Cage, which is a fantastic movie. It I is. Think, a really a, underrated a fantastic movie. space movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's spacey for yeah. sure. Um, but I think Sam Rockwell is awesome. He's but, in my list twice because Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy I already mentioned, oh, he and he's was. in that. Absolutely. Yeah. That was another movie that he's I He's really also liked. in The Assassination of Jesse James with a Cowboy before that we talked about last episode. Ford. I... I I'll watch anything with Sam Rockwell in it, whether or not it's good. Confessions of a uh, Did you watch the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah, because he's in of that. Course. He is. He is. Where you don't remember that? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. Oh wait, wait. Maybe a factoid. A, when yeah. they go to the Foot Clan hideout. With, That's right. With, I do remember with that. Danny, now. who's the little or the nephew or whatever right. of April O'Neil, he's the lead kid. That's like giving he them is. tours around. He's he the street is. tough. He's like the uh, the very first uh, Samuel L. Jackson role in like. Uh, Oh shit! I forget his. He was like a street thug in like an early, like yeah. an early eighties, like Spike Lee movie or King, something. Kings of New York. Something. That, no, no. I don't know. No, K- oh. yeah, King of New York with uh, Christopher Walken. Is that it? Oh yeah, I, I think, think it might have been that. And he was like the, th- or the street that might have been Larry Fishburne. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, they're great. They're both great. They're both great. Both we love them. Both, both great. Both favorites. <laughs> but what I was to, to say, what I was saying about this movie, the fact that it was shot in thirty three days, um, th- it has some very understated. Visual effects, practical effects, but the they're ro- practical. So when effects. he plays these dual roles, I was actually because I'm not gonna lie, I watched this movie a couple weeks back because Jordan hadn't seen it. Oh, so good. And um, there's a scene where he's playing ping pong with himself. <laughs> yeah, and it I it felt so like they're in the same space. Like I do it, love watching Sam Rockwell both, play with himself. He has he has them both walk around the ping pong table while mm-hmm. they're playing and something about it reads 
that they're both in the same yeah. room with each other, which for for anybody who's seen Parent Trap, uh, yeah, is usually not the it is, feeling yeah. that you get. It's not like when Steve Urkel and Stefan Urkel are in the same scene right. in Family Matters, and you're like, hey, there's a line down the middle of the screen. Right. Why is there that lamp in between also, them? Also, one of them is looking above the other one while they're talking, and the other <laughs> one's looking at their hair, and one's looking at their crotch. I'm not quite sure why. This felt like Super Real World, and it it's I am yeah. a sucker, as you know, for practical effects, and damn, yeah. that was impressive. And I get on board with movies with actors that I like. So right. I immediately have a, a, an affinity towards movies where like, oh, I really love that actor. And if we ever do like a top five actors, Sam, Sam Rockwell will probably be on there. But who else will be on there is Kevin Spacey. Ooh, I yeah. think Kevin Spacey is a godsend right. when it comes to acting. I right. think, you know, from his beginnings in stand-up comedy to what he's doing now, it's just the leaps that he has taken. Any movie that he's in, he elevates to another degree. Right. And he recorded all of his stuff in like half a day. For, for that robot and he wasn't on board until he read the script and he read the script he's like I want to and do I this love film. the fact that he chose to do this movie because that's such not a, a big star role you right. know what I mean like it's, it's no those, nine lives if you will it's really not um <laughs> It it's no uh, what video uh, it's no the division whatever he was yeah. in one of those like video games the yeah, the first was, person shooter as Call like, of Duty or right something. yeah um. But it impresses me that that caliber of actor, and that speaks a lot to the writing of this movie and how solid and well done it is, that that caliber of actor would read that script and be like, I'm going to do this. I'll play the fucking robot. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't have to be on screen. I'll read these lines. Yeah. Done. And what's sad to me about Duncan Jones a little bit is that... Warcraft. <laughs> that's where I was going. <laughs> yeah, is that I think sorry. all his stuff... I totally just shot your I know. Setup. That's exactly where I was going. But to add a little bit of depth to, to that context is I think the more money Duncan Jones is given, I think he does worse. Like... Source code? Source code, not as good as Moon. No. But, good. But good, not right. as good as Moon, bigger budget. Yep. Warcraft, billions of dollars of budget, train wreck. Right. So I haven't even seen I, it because I'm not a Warcraft oh, fan. Oh, I'm not going to go so see I that movie. I give two shits. It, it, but that's like someone saying, hey, do you want to light your pants on fire? I was like, no, nah, pass. Like, yeah. I'm not going to see that now, movie for that reason. Now, if they told me that it was being shown on board of a train. <laughs> <laughs> a hype train? <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah. Literally. So I think I, I honestly would love to see Duncan Jones go back to being restricted. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to give you $4 million and that's it. Right. Some people make a good movie. Do better with a with a smaller paint palette. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, these are your colors to choose from. Right. Make something great. Instead of like, here is Crayola Factory. Have whatever you yeah. want. Go nuts. Michael Bay. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like, and there are Thank all... you, Transformer Robot with <laughs> testicles for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the nuts. Yeah. So dumb. That movie is such yes. a trash fire. Yes, he has oh. wrecking ball balls. Oh, but oh because gross. that's necessary. Oh, that's and that those space movies not on my no. on not on my list. Fuck those but movies. But like there are some directors, and James Gunn is one of them, is that they're such good directors, the more money they get doesn't really matter. Like yeah. I think Ryan Johnson's in that category. It's like oh, yeah. you go back and watch early Ryan Johnson movies like Brick. Yeah. You know, they're beautiful from beginning to yeah. end, but then he has unending budgets later on like on, a new space movie that's coming out. Uh, Star Wars exactly. that he's doing. Exactly. And it's going Look, to be amazing. It Looper, is going to be awesome. 
almost unlimited budget probably for that movie, yeah. and it's fantastic. I mean, because he bought Bruce Willis. He, so. <laughs> he's Brad Willis. He pulls in their talents, and I don't. And I'm not by any means saying that I don't think Duncan Jones is talented in that regard. But I, I think that he works better when he's restricted, and I would love to see him go back to that because Moon is just a, a pearl within the cinematic universe. I, agree. I just, I, I think, it, and very it's, underrated. Yes. A lot of people, unfortunately, it doesn't get the circulation or acclaim mm. that I feel like it definitely truly deserves. deserves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we are definitely building tracks for a hype train for Moon. For sure. Yeah. So and I'm I, the conductor. Whoop, no, whoop. you're the conductor because it's on your list. Toot toot death. Toot toot murder. So uh, so that's it. Five through three is five gravity, four guardians of the galaxy, and three moon. I dig it. So far, I'm loving my list. Me too. <laughs> but I want to hear your list. Because you told me before we started recording that y- you think our lists are going to be starkly different. I do think that our lists are going to be different. And I'm, I'm excited at the prospect of getting to discuss different movies with you. Oh, I always love talking movies. So let's hear it. Let's. What's your uh, number five? So, I'm going to lead off my list with... Ready for this? Probably not. Star Wars The Force Awakens. Ooh, okay. I'm glad the Star Wars is on your list somewhere. Force Awakens, so much fun. So, yeah. Alright, so I told you earlier, before we started this episode, that I was going to say something that I think is going to become a very divisive statement. And I think I'm going to get a whole bunch of nerd backlash on this. I am on the edge of my hype train. (laughs) Are you? Yeah. I thought you were bungeed to the front of the hype train. No, like, no, no. Ah. No, I'm Snowpiercer arm out the side on the edge of <laughs> my hype train. I think, and this is after a lot of deliberation and a long build-up to this <laughs> statement, that you're going to be excited <laughs> when I say this. Um, I think Star Wars The Force Awakens is my favorite Star Wars movie. Wow. That's big. Twitter already hates you. <laughs> it does. Um, I can I can hear the nerd intestines shrivel from here, <laughs> and this episode isn't even live yet. So here's... They'll be like, no, that's just a remake of the Hope a new hope. Here's the deal. I don't give a shit how many people say that. It's not. It is not is good. It is not a remake of A New Hope. It has similarities, but guess what? Every fucking movie that exists in the history of ever has similarities to other movies. Right. And if you're looking for it, you will find it. Right. Just I mean, like uh, Aslan is Jesus in the Book of Narnia. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Or no, no, yes. Harry Potter is Jesus in Harry Potter. <laughs> or, or Luke Skywalker <laughs> is Jesus. No, no. Anakin Skywalker is Jesus. Right. Because he was born of the Force and a woman. That's exactly. He so, is. They vary <laughs> Jesus. I mean, and you talk about similarities in movies. I mean, if you look at the '90s as a whole, right? I mean, you have like Rush Hour, Wild Wild West, Men in Black, like the buddy comedy trope of like, hey, let's put these two different people together and see what happens. Yep. Let's give them an adventure. It's the exact same plot points over and it's over again. Happen. So I, if you're I, gonna have a space adventure, it's gonna happen. Right. And I would. And I wish people. All of the nerds out there, who I am one, whether you want to revoke my fucking nerd nerd card or not, I am. (laughs) I'm a nerd out there currently uh, because I am much, much like Moon. I am a clone, (laughs) right? (laughs) So, um, spoiler alert, man! (laughs) As much as everybody is gonna want to fucking hate this, pull your fucking nerd panties out of your ass 
and understand so good. that movies can be great, even if they have resemblance to other movies. It doesn't make them less great. Now, here's the deal with this movie, and this is why I've, I've um, kind of fought over this idea in my head. You went head. on a walkabout? I did. I did. Like, Sweat lodge? Like, I went to the Outback and steakhouse like yeah i dropped acid and just fucking walked into the parking lot for days <laughs> i love the idea of you having a walkabout and the closest you could get to an australian out wilderness is, is the, the outback, outback steakhouse and you just wander around until someone brings an awesome blossom out back and you're like me he's exactly, eating it exactly and you're like feeling the, way, the layers of the onion that is my soul <laughs> Those, the layers of the onion the, the awesome blossom onion. that is my heart the bloom of Onion that is my heart. <laughs> All right, Outback, if you want to send us coupons <laughs> for mentioning you in the podcast, please do. We would love it. Hashtag high five Outback. <laughs> high five walkabout. Outback walkabout. And people are like, what is he doing? He's like, I don't know. I get off shift in like 20 minutes. He's been out there for hours sweating and hallucinating and eating a rotten awesome, rotten, awesome blossom with blooming onions. But for me, um, so what I struggled with during my Outback walkabout was um, for a while I was I had a hard time differentiating that the, or separating that this movie could function on its own without the other movies. Because I am not coming to The Force Awakens as a new viewer, I have, much like the majority of us, I've seen all of the other movies bajillions of it's times. It's hard to pull yourself out of the love... I mean... Star Wars for me is nostalgic. Yeah. It's of something course. I grew up on. My dad loved it and introduced me to it. The new ones ruined it and put a sour taste of dog shit in my Wait, mouth. No, no, not the new ones. No, the, the newest the one. The prequels. Right, the prequels, because now they're no longer the new ones. Yeah, and thank God for right. that. Thank they're God. Like the I middle love the redheaded this, stepchildren. I love that this movie was like, hey, prequels don't exist. Yeah, they're like, hey, you remember those? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you remember those? Us either. Right. But um, it's one of those things where. Um, I was able to do it finally. I kind of wrapped my head around it. And I'm so glad that you mentioned nostalgia. Here's the deal. Truth bomb. Boom! About to be dropped. Star Wars are not great movies. No, they're, they're technical feats of film. Yes, and they have storylines that are fantastic. Concepts that are fantastic. Hollow characters, though. Acting, yeah, not so good through all through all of them. Like apologies, you can't say, to, apologies to Mr. Ford and right. Chewbacca, who are great. <laughs> who are great. Yeah. Yes, um, but not they're not great. They're, yeah. They have flaws, and everybody seems to kind of gloss over those when they hold them up on that pantheon. Right. So if I was to legit, which is what I did, sit down and set side by side each movie and look at them on a whole as their own thing. Fucking Force Awakens crushes it. Killer effects, still practical, which J.J. Abrams held true to. It took all of the solid parts, because people want to complain that it's a remake, it took all of the solid concepts and ideas from the first one. Added Oscar Isaac. Added Oscar Isaac. With a pinch of Oscar Isaac. And made something that I feel elevated the franchise to a new level. Maybe one of the best lightsaber battles in any Star Wars. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And it's one of those things where my kids, all right, sat down and watched Star Wars. Hated 
the original Star Wars. Hated them. They don't care. Boring. It's boring. This looks old. It looks old and boring. And you know what? It does. Yeah, it looks nah, I, don't, I may disagree with you on that. But yeah. It I, looks dated. You can't tell me to, you, you watch it. Compared to this one, yes. Right. It does. They, well, compared to life, it looks very <laughs> dated. It took place in the... In, it was made in the 70s, and it looks like the 70s in the future. Especially when George Lucas went back and edited out the Tauntauns and gave him flashlights. Exactly. I can't believe he did that. I'm still angry. But, you know, to your point, I think one of the flaws, and this is going to be a weird thing to say, but go with me. I think one of the flaws of the original three Uh and the prequels is George Lucas himself. I do not think he's a good director or writer. Nope. IMDb doesn't even list him as a director. It's like, George Lucas, producer, writer, fat. And, like, that's all it says yeah. about it. Yeah. And No, they say uh, chicken waddle. Turkey neck. Yeah. Turkey neck. <laughs> so that's, that's... And because he was not involved, he basically was spiritually involved right. in these, but not on a writing or directing scale. George Lucas is an idea man. Yes. He's a visionary. He's, he's a visionary. He's the guy that goes, I have this fucking idea for this epic space opera featuring, you know, classic characters and this kind of real, like, pulpy kind of Saturday morning wonder of stuff. But he's not the guy that's going to go, and this is how we're technically going to execute it. It's like the Zune. Good idea. Right. Terrible Terrible execution. execution. (laughs) Star Wars A New Hope is the Zune of space And let's be real. And this may may earn me back my nerd cred. J.J. Abrams is a fantastic director. And he can capture nostalgia almost better than anybody. Like, you think of Super 8? Oh, it yeah. feels an like Amblin an 80s... Spe- yeah, it feels like an Amblin Spielberg, Spielberg 80s flick. flick. Absolutely, 100. He can take that and filter it through a current, relevant feel Yeah. and then project it back onto the screen. So not only do you get your nostalgia to maxed out levels, you also get current technology, current filmmaking style, a movie that feels of today's times, but still timeless. Right. You know what I mean? And it's and it crushes it. And I know you had mentioned Harrison Ford back in this movie. Awesome. And his, spoiler alert, his arc in it, I mean, Harrison Ford wanted to be killed off in Return of the Jedi. He asked George yep. Lucas to kill him off because he believed his character needed that finality. Absolutely. And he believed it would elevate the series, but George Lucas was too much of a puss to do it because do of it. the merchandising, right. right? And he was afraid of pissing off fans. And which is why he is not the one to execute it. But you know who will execute it? Total pun intended. You know who will execute Harrison J. Ford? J.J. Abrams. Yeah. He had no issue with that, and that was one of the things in the discussion when Harrison Ford was asked to come back to do the movie. Harrison Ford was like, I will do it, but you will kill my character. You will make my character matter. will die. He will have, he will close his arc out in this movie. And what a great villain in Kylo Ren. Oh man, Adam Driver? Killer. Stellar. I, I love it. Hey, interstellar out of this world he is. if you will he's real spacey man <laughs> kevin spacey um, but i killed it oscar isaac like you mentioned one of today's greatest actors like i mean he is just a fascinating person to in, watch in 10 years people will talk about oscar isaac the same way they talk about kevin spacey and denzel Washington. i agree i have no doubts and another person that i truly honestly feel that same way about john boyega i think that guy is someone to watch he is 
captivating. He oozes charm and charisma. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Attack the Block? Oh, of course. I was just about to mention that, because that's sort of a space movie. Yeah, sort of. When I first watched that movie... He stuck out at me in that movie, and I was like, holy fuck, like, this dude is awesome. Like, he's yeah. going to do something. And then he didn't. For yeah. a long time, he did nothing. And then all of a sudden, when they were like, John Boyega, ca- I saw the, f- actually, it wasn't even a casting announcement. I saw his face in the trailer when he when he pops up out of the yeah. desert, and I was like, holy fuck, this is John Boyega! Boyega. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. And well, I was instantly on board. One of the things about great actors, and, I, and you can almost go back through the pantheon of great actors, is they... They ooze and they own their space on screen right. while not overacting or eating the the landscape. Yeah, totally. They they elevate a scene without dominating a scene. Yeah, and you I think want that's to watch them like you you are magnetically pulled mm-hmm. in, but you're also not just uh, blown to right. bits, Michael Bay style. <laughs> With their overacting, <laughs> yes, no, I mean it's it's very true because, I mean, let's you go back through some of the other like great actors. We talk about Daniel Day Lewis a lot in here. Right. He owns every film that he's in, but the way that he owns it is he camouflages himself into the artistic du- direction of the film, yeah. and then takes it to another level. Right. Like, when you think of Gangs of New York or There Will Be Blood, you think of Daniel Day-Lewis, but you're not like, oh, well, that's the Daniel Day-Lewis show. You're right. like, that movie is exactly. beautiful. Exactly. And when we, and we all, we saw uh, Force Awakens together. Yeah, we did. Um, and, um, because as, you know, we'll, we'll put it out here on the episode for people to know, because I, I want this to take off. I think... Everyone around the world should do what we do. We have a ritual here at the High Five Households, the conjoined households, where we do what we call a friendsmas. And our friendsmas includes our households getting together, having our Christmas time, exchanging presents, and then getting up the next day and seeing the Star Wars movie that is coming out. And we're going to do it this year for... For uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One, yeah, exactly. Then we're gonna do it next year for Episode Eight. Rain with Ryan Johnson. Episode Ryan Johnson. Right. So, um, so I think everybody, please feel free to take that idea, run with it, do a friends' yeah. mess, go see Star Wars. It's the best way. It's to better speak. than spending it with your family. It Jesus is Christ, family. It's the best. It's the best <laughs> way to spend your holidays. Yeah. See Star Wars with friends. But just like that brings me back to this this flick. It's like. A perfect reunion of friends, but everybody's grown up and now owns their place in the world. Yeah. And the movie feels like it comes from a place that's lived in. It's like if Rugrats all grown up was good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're Rugrats like Tommy. All awakened. <laughs> Rugrats colon awakened. Nap time awakened. <laughs> Nap time awakened, yes. <laughs> yes. But, um, so I. I'm going to hold it up there. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm, Force Awakens, my favorite of the Star Wars movies. I will rewatch it over and over and over again. Great and space movie. Guess what? My kids fucking loved it. Well, I mean, it's hard not they to. They loved it. Again, it's it's hard not to. And I love one of the things that they have done, and they, they tried to do this. And I think they did it with Darth Vader, is they sort of made him a conflicted villain. And I think conflicted villains are the best kind of villains because you almost need to relate to someone who you can see both sides of. I almost, you know, I mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy in my list, but I think one of the flaws of that movie is Lee Pace's villain. Yeah. Is you don't really understand his motivation, you don't understand like his torment, you don't you just get his like world domination, I want to own everything. Burr, crawl, big hammer. <laughs> like <laughs> 
but you don't really care. Right. And with Kylo Ren, you watch that struggle of sort yep. of an adolescent with too much power. Yeah. Not really, like struggling against where his family has come from. And then, I mean, again, spoiler alert, who cares if you haven't seen it? He's when fucking he, Han Solo's kid. Yeah. When he is on the platform and you legitimately don't know if he's going to kill go, him go walk away with right. han solo into the sunset like all shane right. style or if he's gonna kill him you know he's gotta kill him but but adam driver he sells it so well that you're like i don't i don't know he might not yeah like, he might they might suddenly take this character in a different direction because he gives you that conflict yeah. and that's what i'm talking about with this movie these characters and these actors do something that they haven't done in the other series is that they these characters are alive. Like, these characters are real, fleshed-out, living, breathing characters. And I feel like that's something that Star Wars, as wonderful it is, has always lacked right. to a certain extent. It had, you know, a lot of wooden performances. Hayden Christensen. And, Ugh. Um, Ugh. You know, it's just... It's it's always been that. And so I, took, I feel like this movie played like a greatest hits album... And then also a new release album. So they were yeah. like, let's hit all the greatest hits. Everybody loves it. It's going to get you hype. And then we're going to take it to the next level. It'd be like if Led Zeppelin legitimately got back together and right. made an album. But instead of being like hack nostalgia, it was as good as Houses of the Holy. Right. It would exactly. be, it'd be like that. You'd be like, these are fantastically new, great How songs that sound and feel just like Led Zeppelin. I mean, and... I'm, let's go even deeper, nerd, if you will. Okay. Is you know we mentioned the original trilogy, mm -hmm. and one of the big complaints about those is that it's very plot driven. So yes. a lot of the characters are hollow; yes. they're very wooden, as you said. Yep. And then George Lucas overcompensated with that in the prequel trilogy, right. and so every character has like a 50 minute backstory, and who right. the fuck. Ayers. You know, it's just they're awful and it's and they're over they're over bloated because again George Lucas can't write that well. Right. So JJ Abrams took the faults of the original trilogy, kept what was great about them, and then sprinkled in Adam Driver with a dash of Oscar Isaac and made something very, very tasty. I <laughs> I one hundred percent agree. I um so the uh have you also Anything, as we, as we mentioned in our last episode, the history episode, um, anything involving Lin-Manuel Miranda in a, even a small part, which he co-wrote the song well, in, he's performing in it. Maz Kanata's yep. but he co-wrote it with fucking J.J. Abrams. Yep. Like, J.J. Abrams was like, let's write it. And it's in Huddies, and it's called Jabba Flow. Right. And it's fucking awesome. I uh, would love to look up, if I can find the lyrics at some point, no, Look it's, up it's, the lyrics to it of what he's saying, yeah. and it's fucking awesome. Well, I mean, it's hilarious. really beautiful because he's like, "This is the story of the Mars." <laughs> that is what he's saying. It's, it's like, ba, don't you know we're gonna get ya?" And it's like, it's really good. That is it's it. really it's good. Really and then good. the French guy comes in and raps a little bit. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Je m'appelle Harrison Ford. <laughs> Je m'appelle Ford. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's a it's a fucking awesome movie. I love yep. it so. Good number five. That's my number five. The Good Force Awakens. Five. Now I'm going to continue this hype train of <laughs> possibly losing nerd cred, but also regaining it. And I'm going to stick with my boy Abrams, and I'm going to go with the Star Trek. My super reboot. ex girlfriend. Oh, the Star Trek reboot for my number four. I almost mentioned that because J.J. Abrams made me like Star Trek. I'm not a Trekkie. God damn you for saying it, because that's what I was going to say. I'm not a Trekkie. 
I am not a Trekkie in any sense of the word. I didn't grow up on it. I didn't watch it. I've watched an episode here or there. It's never anything that caught my interest. I watched this movie and I was like, holy shit, man, I might like Star Trek. Like, <laughs> I love that that's like, that should have been the tagline. Like, Star Trek, no, no, trust us, you can watch right, it. Right, you might like this. <laughs> yes. Star Trek colon, pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's better than you thought. You have Star Trek above Force Awakens, though, in your list? Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, here's here's why. Okay, yeah, I'm, you're going to need to justify yeah. that for me. Here's why. Because of that fact. Because it took something you hated and made you and like it as opposed to like something it. you liked it, right. like it more. I already liked Star Wars. Right. Star Wars is going to be on my list no matter what. Right. Because of the simple fact that it's fucking Star Wars. <laughs> right. Who's fucking Star Wars? But Star- we are, right? Oh, right. <laughs> I just did. George Lucas is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. George Lucas well, is, that's is who, That's Wars. the answer of who's fucking <laughs> right. Star Wars is George Lucas. Um but it took a movie that I, or I mean, it took a series, a franchise, if you will, that I didn't dig at yeah. all. Like, I wasn't into it and made me like it. And I'm not going to say the second one continued that. The second <sighs> one was okay. Hit or miss. Not saying that I'm real interested in seeing the new one beyond. Right. Although Only- Idris Elba. Exactly. And let's just, for the purpose of this podcast and when we're recording it, yep. can, let's just take a, a moment yep. of silence for Anton, for Anton Yelkin. Um, man, I just, we don't have to talk about it, No, but damn. That's a real, well, that's what a moment of silence is. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, just FYI. Let's take this moment not, of silence. We don't have to talk <laughs> right, about it. We're not going to talk about it. No, um, all jokes aside, killer actor, horrible situation. Yeah. One of those things where it's just, you know, a lot of times people don't like to think about Hollywood celebrities being just normal people mm-hmm. and just sometimes having crazy awful accidents and shit happened to them and so for him to go out the way he did and for it to be so sudden and for him to be an amazing talent much like i would have loved to see him jump from star trek to star wars i think he would have been an awesome he's that type of character actor that he fits into stuff and he's got an interesting vibe and look and style i mean even movies that let's be honest aren't that great you know, like the yeah. Fright Night remake yeah. and the the zombie girlfriend one he they was in. They would be in. even worse if oh, yeah. he were not They'd in it. He elevated that movie. They'd he, be nearly unwatchable. And he actually meets all of the criteria we talked about with great actors. Is He doesn't overpower any scenes, nope. but he definitely elevates any any screen capture he's on. Yeah. And and you, you kind of hit the nail on the head is when you think of celebrities and – and I'm not equating these two in any way, but like when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, yep. you know, it was an overdose. People kind of knew he struggled with, with right. substances. It was kind of like, that sucks beyond sucking. Right. But I kind of get it. Right. This one is like, what? Right. Like he, what, he was clean. He was a good upstanding person. It was just he, a freak, horrible oh. accident. And it's one of those things where you're just like, shit. These are real people too. Like yeah. shit ha- just happens to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how like, often do you hear about a celebrity it's like their toaster exploded and they died? It's, right. You don't. It's always like this. They, they were overdosed. driving a billion miles an hour in a Ferrari, right. or they over mostly it's overdosed, or they got like super drunk and They're fell out of a hotel crashed, window. You know? Yeah. Like it's just really broad celebrity only kind of deaths. Mm-hmm. Like this really only happens. In yeah. Like how many people world. do you know whose private jet has crashed? Like none. <laughs> none. Yeah. None. La Bamba. Exactly. <laughs> Our but, close personal friend Labamba. But, but this is one of those things. So yeah, and I don't want to go into it too much. But yeah, it sucked, and it yeah. was it was very disheartening. And I think um, I will probably end up seeing this movie in theaters just 
for that uh, almost reason. in memoriam right just because, because this is his last performance this is the last and thing I, I truly hope and I, I I'm kind of torn on it because I sort of feel that if they dedicate the movie to him it would almost be a publicity stunt but they almost have to right yeah they almost have to because he might he wasn't a focal point of the movie but man he elevated those films yep and he's part of absolutely family. why um, this movie's on my list is because this cast also, excuse me, is incredible. Quinto is is great. I think Chris Killer. Prine. Chris Pine, Chris Pine as Pine. as or Prine, yeah. whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's great. Yes. Um, as Kirk crushes it. Um, what's his Simon name? Peck. I can't even think of it. Simon Peck. But um, nope. I'm thinking of the guy Kurt, from, Ur- jo- Kurt from Urban? Dread. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. No, Keith. not Keith Urban. No, <laughs> Kurt. Kurt. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Not Keith Urban. Is it Carl Urban? It's Carl Urban. Okay. Yeah, it's not Keith Urban. <laughs> you know. Did you imagine Keith you know, Urban The Australian <laughs> country singer as the Star Trek doctor. But um, the cast was killer. And God damn it, Jim. <laughs> I'm a country singer, not no. a doctor. No, you got to do an Australian accent. I can't do that. No, do it. Down under, I'm damn it, bloomin' onion, <laughs> bloomin' onion. onion, Kirk, bloomin' onion, Kirk. That was like a very British. I'm a, do- I'm a doctor, not a pool man. <laughs> is that what it says? I don't know. That's what Ace Ventura says. But uh, so this movie, so let's get into it. J.J. Abrams, once again, he took a franchise and he did exactly the same thing that he did with Star Wars. Abrams, not a Star Trek fan either. Abrams, diehard Star Wars fan. Now, he thought when he took Star Trek that that would be the closest that he ever got to making a Star Wars movie. Because at that point, Lucas had talked about for years continuing the trilogy. Continuing but the it was fuck one of those Star things. Wars. It was just talked about. Yeah. It wasn't happening. So Abrams got the opportunity and he was like, you know what? I want to do this. And even in the movie, there's references to Star Wars. There's a scene where some debris is floating around outside. And one's a potato. And one is R2-D2. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He has an R2-D2 cameo in Star Trek. Well, it's funny. In Empire, I think, um, there's a scene. It's either it's either in one of the early... I think it's either in um, Phantom Menace or it's in Empire when there's a bunch of ships circling uh-huh. a planet. One is the Starship Enterprise. Is it? Yeah. Fantastic. But that's one of those things that... He, as a, you know, geek himself, but also as a fan of these things, he he it speaks to kind of my inner fan. Mm-hmm. He speaks to what I would love to do. If I got a hold of these franchises, these are the kind of things that I would want to see. Yeah. I want to see a greatest hits. I want to relive and play in that sandbox that all of the previous stuff that I did yeah. comes out of and, and that we love it for. Without just rewatching the old ones. Right, but then I want to take it to this new place and kind of make it my own. And A, from a grounded performance by Chris Pine as Kirk, making him this kind of like very, very Han Solo-y Casey Jones-esque character. Um, and uh, Beastie Boys at the beginning, and he's like riding in the car, the like old school, I don't even remember what it was, convertible, and he goes off the cliff, yeah. and it just kind of like, Wah! And he has that moment. He kind of like reaches out. It's the beginning of a uh, like an NCIS Miami. It's like, <laughs> wow! That's not um, NCIS. Yeah, this is spacey. <laughs> <laughs> Removes the sunglasses. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's out of this world. This <laughs> was killer. And they figured out a way to put fucking Leonard Nimoy in it, which was which was beautiful and great in every way. Now, one of the things about you had kind of mentioned it, but for me personally, 
if you had asked me before this movie came out, before I ever knew about it, if someone says, you know, do you like Star Trek or Star Wars? Always on Team Star Wars. But they're like, what would it take for you to like Star Trek? The movie that I, the feel and the movie that I would yeah. have in my head is exactly what J.J. Abrams made. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it played to all those strengths. I want to see action. I want to see crazy, bombastic kind of stuff. Star Trek always played like a soap opera on board a spaceship to me. And I'm not a big soap opera fan. So it was always just kind of these like, oh my, this happened. And oh, there's an alien, but it's also your father. Beat and it me wants up. to kill you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Exactly. Like It's in a coma. Everybody was in a coma every other episode. They're like, oh no. Kirk got off the ship, and now he's in a coma. We have and to your evil it. twin has your girlfriend locked up in a basement. <laughs> right, and he's driving a train. The hype train. <laughs> but it's one of those things that um, he did. He did everything that I wanted to see, and he made it relevant, and he made it current. He had a fucking Thor cameo in the beginning as right. dad. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. He had Winona Ryder in this yeah. movie. Um, but he paid homage to it, and he did something that I think is brilliant a way to keep the the hardcore diehard og fans appeased he diverged timelines yeah so instead of going we're gonna reboot it and fuck all the original shit he was like no 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 that stuff still happened yeah okay that's still canon it's just a different timeline this is also canon now. this is back to the future 2 timeline right like this is biff tannen has the sports almanac and chris pines driving the right. starship enterprise and well, let's be honest. We're living in the Back to the Future 2 timeline we where so Biff Tannen took the almanac. Where the fuck is my hoverboard? <laughs> exactly. All. That's if, all. If Trump becomes president and I don't get a hoverboard, you're pissed. Washed. It's fuck a wash that. for me. Also, Jaws 18. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that. But um, that's and I thought that was brilliant. That is a fantastic way to keep the fans and not not shit on something that, like I said. Abrams, not a fan. But he didn't decide to shit on it. Yeah. He understood and respected the fact that there were very allegiant fans that love this stuff. And so he said, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to homage to it. We're going to have the passing of the torch with Nimoy. I didn't know Nimoy from Trek, but I knew Nimoy from In Search Of. You knew Nimoy from being a nerd. Do you remember In Search Of? The no. fantastic docu-series where he would, like, oh. host different, like, In Search of Bigfoot. I wasn't or... a big fan. I didn't never watch the show, but I knew of it. Yeah. yeah. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> but that kind of thing. And Abrams has a good relationship, or had a good relationship with Nimoy. Rest in peace. Right, man. Um, Fringe. Did you ever watch Fringe? Yes. He had a very yeah. solid part as kind of the overarching bad guy yep. in that show. Um, but awesome flick. So, yeah. Star Trek... The main reason it's above Star Wars is because it took something that I could give two shits about and made me shit on it. <laughs> is that, is <laughs> no. that right? No, no. It, it, it made me it take made, a shit now. It in made the you theater. take something you couldn't give two shits about and then had you give a couple shits about something. Right. It made me sh- shit on it. <laughs> right? Yes. Sure. All right, we'll go with that. It made That's me a poster. Sh- it made me shit on it. Well, I mean, you've seen that poster with the cat on the tree. It says shit in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mine is Star Trek. I shit it on it. <laughs> I shit it in there. I shit it in there. So, yeah, so that's my that's my number four. Okay, yeah. So, let's get into number three. Yeah. Number three, drum roll. <laughs> Wally. Aw, sweet. Adorable. Yeah. Totes adorbs. The most adorablest space movie ever made. Now, I think... I do remember thinking about this one, and I you're probably going to disagree with me, but I didn't put it on my list because all I could remember were the Earth scenes. 
Like, I know there's the space <laughs> scenes, like, up in them flying around yes. and shit, but, like, I honestly was like, oh, well, that's kind of a space movie, but more of a future movie. Primarily <laughs> But movie, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> primarily the movie is a space movie in that the majority of the movie is, so the movie's book ended by Earth right. scenes. And, Spoiler and then, alert then, for those who haven't seen Wally. And then a boot tree. Right, a boot tree. It, a boot that. It uh, <laughs> starts It starts off on Earth with Wally, and he's like the last kind of being running around and crunching Rolling up around, garbage. If you will. Yes, not running, because he no. doesn't have legs. He doesn't have legs. He's basically a tiny Johnny Five from. Uh, I short thought circuit. when I saw that, I was honestly very scared going into Wally when I watched it because I was like, this is going to be Johnny Five without humans. <laughs> Johnny Five is alive. And Johnny Five is lonely. Did you know, speaking of Johnny Five, just random, random thought. Um, so there was an actor, Fisher Stevens, in that movie. And I don't know if you're familiar with the him, but he's a character actor. One. He's in the first one. Okay. He's a character actor. Um, you'd know he's got, he's one of those yeah, like, I know, oh, I know, I know that guy. I know Fisher Stevens, yeah. Okay. Um, so he plays an Indian. That's the second one. Oh, is that and the it's second a one? Okay. Hugely yeah. insulting. Yeah. They, it's like the they worst. brown faced him. It's the worst. It's like you watch that movie and you're like, oh, I didn't realize that this was a racist robot movie, but right. it totally is. Yeah. And he's, he's like, doing the whole on like yeah. Quickie Mart accent, and I mean, he's got the oh yes, Johnny Five. This is like back. To like Breakfast at Tiffany style bad characterization, yeah. or like um, My Sweet or Sixteen Candles, yeah, Asian yeah. stereotype. It feels it's so but, bad. But even worse, beyond being a stereotype, it's not an Indian guy. No, it's not. He is a very white American guy. No, it's not. And so the fact that somewhere in the producers meeting they were like, all right, so we're running through casting, we've got everybody. Oh my God. Who are we gonna get to play the Indian guy? Oh, I got it. How about Fisher Stevens, who's oh, not the most at all. American name? Right, per- right. Available. Let's get him. Let's right, get him. he can totally pull off. Indian. I actually think. Have you watched uh, Aziz Ansari's Master of None show? Oh, I love that show. Yes. I think they talk about that. They in do the Asian cinema episode. They talk about that specific yeah, character. How like, but also the fact that they don't. Uh, nine times out of ten, Hollywood will cast a white actor <laughs> right. to play a non-white role and just bury them yeah. under ridiculous makeup. Which, congrats to the Emmys this year and congrats to everybody yeah. that was nominated, but R- Rami from Mr. Robot yeah. and, the, I mean, almost the entire cast of Game of Thrones right. is, and, and Aziz, if, I mean, he deserved it for that show. Also, Scarlett Johansson playing an Asian in Ghost in the Shell, <laughs> right, so that's yeah. going to be awesome. That's going to be fun. Right. That's going to be great. Right. Two steps forward, five steps back. <laughs> exactly. Five double Ds back. Have you you know who Max Brooks is? Yeah, you familiar with him or not? Not Max Brooks, Max Landis, John Landis's son. He's very I'm outspoken. With both of the Maxes. Yes. Okay. Well, Max Landis has Max. a very funny uh, soundbite that you can hear. He posted a YouTube video or something about uh, kind of Hollywood's whitewashing. Uh-huh. And I highly recommend anybody who's listening to this right now, which is probably the two listeners that we and have us. left after we've alienated everybody with that horrible Apu accent that I just did. But no, but ago. we're like supporting it. We're yeah, not being I mean. Agree. Yeah, I am totally supporting it. Stop it. <laughs> no. No. So, um, so anyway, back, back to Wally, which yeah, has no Indians. No. No Indians whatsoever. Right. And we don't mean like feather Indian. We mean more no. like uh, actual Pakistani Indian. They don't Indian have either of Indian, those. We right. could have just blanketed it and said no Indians, and it meant both. Oh. Let's just stop so while I didn't, we're ahead. I didn't need let's to just... Well, let's just stop while right. we're a dot on the head. Also, no black people. No. Not. Actually, there's a lot of John Goodman. I take that back. I think there might be a couple... There's a couple There's in the a spaceship. couple ethnic 
represented. So yeah. so basically, what they took they did is they modeled John Goodman, right? And then they black faced and brown faced him, right? <laughs> <laughs> what they did is they they took it as if you were creating your own character in a Fallout Four, and they just reskinned right. him, just reskinned it every time, times, gave him some different right. hairdos. This is and then Asian John Goodman. The, and they this put is him in those space chairs. This is black John Goodman. <laughs> this is black Goodman. This is like Indian Goodman. This is Choi Goodman. <laughs> right, exactly. This is, this is offensive in every way possible. <laughs> but so this movie. Um, I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. It's, it's it's awesome. It's got a great story. But as much as crap we're talking about, it, it is beautiful and it's great. To get to why it's a space movie, so basically the whole movie focuses around the concept that humanity has left Earth and has abandoned ship to space. Literally, like ship. like literally abandoned comma and ship. ship. Right. <laughs> they have um, they have jettisoned off of Earth and they have been shot out into space and they are now floating around in what is essentially a giant mall. And floating around in essentially wheelchairs. <laughs> yes, they're, well, they're actually in the mall. floating around. And what it is, is they're in a space Walmart and they've all rented those little rascal scooters. Yeah. But they're just space rascals. Right. They're, and so they're just oh, hovering. space rascals. They're just hovering around <laughs> in the giant space Walmart. So that's why I consider it a space movie though is because, oh. I mean, the whole concept is... Humans, humans in space. <laughs> pigs in space. Right? Yeah, literally, <laughs> actually, pigs. But um, so, getting back to kind of what makes this movie great and why it's on my list, um, I love they did a cool mix of not really a lot of it, but a little bit where they have uh, scenes that uh, are like real world video, so like actual human. Right. And then they'll, like, play as commercials or, like, movie clips in this very animated world. And it kind of... they, And this is how I took it, at least. And I don't know if you took it the same way. But um, what it feels like they kind of did is they were trying to allude to the fact that we were all, like, humans. Like, actual, real-world humans. And that through de-evolution and when we we became cartoon we characters that's not how I took right. it at all because but I like because movie. here's here's the thought um what's what's the guy's name Fred uh um, Durst no not at all <laughs> I was hoping Fred the character actor he plays like the by and large Armisen no Fred uh Fred Willard. You're trying. Fred to, you're trying I was going to let you, you spin, but Thank you're you. trying to think of Fred, Fred Willard. Fred Willard. So basically, Fred Willard is of the same humanity that these space goodmen's are. Correct. <laughs> space goodmen, my favorite. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So theoretically, they are of the same race. Right. So they're saying that at some point we will devolve into three-dimensional computer animated <laughs> cartoon characters <laughs> in space because they made a point. For him to not be animated, yeah, when they you could have animated Willard. a character right. for him and just didn't. But they didn't. They were like, "No, we used to be three-dimensional human right. beings, and now we're three-dimensional computer." Well, human and beings. you know, Wally watches the musical, and that's not recreated not. in any way. So, can so then how can you take it any other way than them trying to I, tell me I that? I take it that it's a Pixar movie, and they just animate most of their shit. Uh, I guess I went super <laughs> deep on it. I was just like, one thing I one thing I do like about Wally is that. And another reason I probably didn't consider it "quote unquote" a space movie is it's really just this Walmart that's orbiting the planet. So it's not like they're going anywhere and doing anything. They're really doing next to nothing. Yeah, but, but it's, the same. I mean, the same could be said for Moon, which was on my list because right. he's just on the Moon orbiting Earth as as right. as the Moon does. Right. So you know, I think it. I mean, it, what? It totally wait, 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 back up. <laughs> The Earth doesn't orbit the moon? No, no. The Earth, the sun orbits the Earth. 
and what? then the moon spins around the no, Earth no, no, as no. well. You must be mistaken, because Earth is the center of the universe, and everything just spins around That's it. That's what I just said. No, no, no. I like, said the Earth, and then the sun revolves around the Earth. Oh, okay, good, yes. Listen to what I'm saying. I I'm can't. Talking to you. This it's is why hard. I can't take I'm you I'm distracted by your face. <laughs> this is why I can't. Aww. If I had a nickel for every time my wife said that, uh, it'd be, I, I think have, your wife and I mean it in two very different ways. I a couple ways. different nickels. I mean it in a loving no. way. Oh, 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 God. No, most definitely. That. She, <laughs> right. she gives me a buffalo nickel for that. Exactly. But no, I think, I mean, I think that's a good, a good choice. One thing that I do like about uh, the floating Walmart is the manager of this Walmart, the, you know, the, the space captain, yes. if you will, space is Goodman. not part of the by and large conspiracy that's no. going on because he's also a, good, a John yeah. Goodman he's yeah. Captain Goodman yeah. and so it's not like some skinny people walking around in upper management like it's all this Walmart and they're all fat and they're all terrible yeah. and Wally's like oh no Johnny Five skinny <laughs> I think he says Is that, that what he says? Movie? I thought really he only said Wally, Eva. <laughs> and then there's that little guy that goes up and cleans up the shit on the floor. <laughs> yeah, he's the shit cleaning robot. He's like one of my favorite parts of that whole movie. Such a great. I mean, Pixar has a great <clears throat> knack for finding side funny characters yeah, that I, can play to just being humorous. Yes, and he's definitely the part of that and he doesn't even get introduced to about halfway through the movie yeah but then wally makes tracks because he's been on dirty dirty earth right and then he's like i was like no fuck <laughs> like, is this how you it's imagine like, like a janitor feels when you walk in from yeah. the rain and he's just mopped walmart's floor and you're like squit squish mud and he's mud, like oh my shift was on i over. quit I'm going home. And, and then he can't go home. Then he just jettisons himself off of the spaceship <laughs> just because he's like, I can't deal with this anymore. Do you think in, in the Wally universe, since we're talking about it in this way, uh-huh. like when one of them fatties die, uh-huh. like let's say they overeat or have a heart attack, hypothetically, <laughs> like are they space burying them like they do Spock? Yeah, they go full <laughs> Spock and they just jettison them. Out the side, they're like shoving them through. Right. They have like an extra wide well, no, no, jettison no, no. hole. Because no, no, you got to think, when they got on this ship, they were normal size. Yeah, they were all regular so people. So you actually have this very comical scene, like Winnie the Pooh trying to get into a tree. <laughs> Every time they're jettisoning the dead Goodmans out the side, <laughs> it's just like. Them <laughs> <on the side. laughs> and they actually have developed a robot that is just a battering ram, it's and it's just, it just like, poof. <laughs> get plunged <laughs> by it. And so if you were to take like a uh, Ridley Scott-style shot of outside of the space station in the vacuum of space, and you would just see like this porthole open, and then you just see like feet, and then just like blubber, and it's and just it would like... Make boonk. Boonk. It would make this right sound. Right. And then it just... Boonk. <laughs> and just kind of like starts floating in, in space. So, so what they didn't show is, I don't know if you noticed... But and this is totally factual. The fat dead body. So don't, right. So don't fact check it. But uh, they only shot that spaceship and space in general from one side. And if you actually spin the camera around to the other side, it's just millions of dead goodmans just, <laughs> just floating just, in outer space. If you, if you pan back a couple of light years, right. it actually, Earth looks like Saturn, right. but the ring around it is it's just, just fat, good goodmans. fat dead goodmans. <laughs> just been jettisoned out over the years. Because they've been up there for, I mean, right. a, 
a couple decades. Right, yeah, yeah. So, I no, mean, I think it was like a thousand years. It was, was something it really like crazy. Yeah, okay, it if like it's a crazy. thousand years, you got to think of how many good yeah. men have died but even in weirder, that time period. If you looked at the ring, like the yeah. suggested ring that around Earth now of dead Goodmans, the original ones would be more like, uh, like um, I don't know, uh, a dead, thin actor. <laughs> Just name anyone else, dude. Uh, <laughs> just, it's like Ryan Gosling. It would be a thin John, John Goodman. <laughs> It'd be a John Ham instead of a John Goodman. <laughs> but that's the thing is like right. that's how people in the future will tell time is they'll cut the ring of and the earth look. and they'll count the they'll count the uh, see how the fat they glucose got? level. <laughs> be like, oh, look, we're eight hundred years in because this is not nearly as Goodman <laughs> as the post Goodmans. Oh, look back in Ham. Years. I like how you're using Goodman as like an adjective now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that is, this year was not nearly as Goodman as <laughs> this, is this year, right? Um, so that's how they tell time in the future. <laughs> yeah, they, they cut the rings of the Goodman fat, yeah. and there's like, oh well, look, his, you know, yeah, 800 years ago we were skinnier, and now so you've got no a ag and pg, you got anti <laughs> or anti Goodman and uh, post Goodman. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's the message Wally's really trying to get across. That's it. That's and that's the why, whole... like, the boot that that shoe is in, no Goodman can fit into that boot. No. Like, no one's wearing that. Well, that's why the toes busted out. Is because <laughs> they yes. clumped. He clumped it. Like, like <laughs> now, fucking we're, now we're just nutty, mixing metaphors prof- all nutty over professor the where it just, like, got so fat that it just <laughs> bloop, right out the toe of the shoe. Goodman angry. Um, so, anyway, Wally on my list. Mainly because it is a space movie. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's got a good message, regardless of what we're throwing at it. That um, that you should take care of the planet. Yeah. And And take care of each other. And fucking exercise. Yeah. Please do. Please. Oh, but again, coming from me, that's like the worst thing ever. I'm like, (laughs) I'm almost good. I'm ag. I'm almost Goodman. (laughs) Meanwhile, both of us Goodmans. (laughs) Yes. Coaching the rest of the world to please exercise so we don't end up. But while you're exercising, hand us your fried chicken buckets. Because we want them. We want them and we we will eat and and hold them for you. I think in an earlier episode that you're like, you're not going into space. So as everyone's leaving the planet, you're like, I'm just going to stick around here. Leave me all the fried chicken. I'm just going to Goodman on Earth. I'm going to be Goodman here. Right. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think it's great. So that's it. So that's my number three. I like recap your five through three. All right. So my. My number five is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Good one. Uh, my number two is Star nope. Wars four. Or yeah, wow. Number four, <laughs> thank you. Nope. Is uh, is the Abrams Star Trek reboot? Right. And then my number three is Wally. Wally. Yeah. Starring John Goodman. Starring, populated many, only by John Goodman. So Goodmans. it actually, uh, I think it's a uh, backdoor sequel to Moon. It is. <laughs> and Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. interconnected universe. Yeah. I want to hey, see a YouTube a, video about that. There's space stuff in, in 10 Cloverfield <laughs> Lane. Moon, Wally, 10 Cl- Cloverfield Lane, all same Merged universe. together. <laughs> yep. 10 Wally Field Lane. You're welcome, internet conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yes. We just confirmed it right here. Boom. And I think because of that, we're at a good place to go to commercial. Let's do it. So before we go and listen to these second good spon- or second favorite sponsors, let's talk about... Second Goodman sponsors? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hooked on it. Let's talk about our Goodman Beard Money sponsors. Yes. No, I, I love it. 
as everybody knows, uh, you know, beardmoney.com is a great friend of the show. Yep. And so they are giving everybody who spends any money with them a huge discount, so twenty percent off. That's if right. If you just use the promo code High Five. Right. So this isn't a this isn't a skinny discount. This is a full Goodman this discount. Is a full, they're going full Goodman. <laughs> they went full Goodman. So yeah, no, I mean everybody, if you if you like beards, if you love somebody with a beard, if you think, even if you don't like beards and you've been yeah. curious, if you're just beard curious, or if you're just like dating someone who's gay to cover it up, right? You know, <laughs> exactly. as a beard, as go a beard. to beardmoney.com. Spend a lot of regular money, yes, and use High Five as your promo code, and you'll get twenty a full Goodman off. Yep, full Goodman, twenty percent. So, they're our favorite sponsors, but now let's hear some second favorite. Second favorite sponsors. Oh, so luscious. You've seen the X Factor. You've probably seen some other shows that I can name, but you've never seen Badass Barista, The Grande Escape. It's better than a tall. It's more grande than a small. But don't you dare call it a medium motherfucker, because it's badass. It's grande. It'll serve you shit till your brain explodes. It's like a prison movie, but about coffee. Yeah, and when someone walks in to place an order, that barista smacks him in the face. Because that barista... Is played by Terry Crews. <laughs> His pants dance until you don't want coffee anymore. Terry Crews arrested on an unrelated coffee charge. Have you ever been so carbonated and caffeinated and also other natives that you can't even think straight? Wrongly imprisoned for 45 years. Coming out in 2019. Come on down to Barb and Tammy's Bait and Tackle Bonanza and Treasury. Do you need bait? Do you need tackle? Do you need us to take care of your money? It's two ladies, Barb and Tammy, and they've got bait and tackle. And we'll keep your coin safe. It's a bonanza. And it's beautiful. <laughs> Is the loud, outspoken lady of the ladies. And Tammy is the captain of the treasury. She likes golden girls in Ob 60 minutes. Obviously. Come on down to Barb and Tammy's bait and tackle bonanza and treasury. And keep your dollars safe while fishing for new money. That was sensuous, the way you came back from that. Was it? I you like, felt a little bit. I was like, you, so? You, like, worked yourself up hey, to it, and you're like, you hey, were, like, seducing the audience with that. Welcome one. back. We have a fire going. You want to listen to our show? <laughs> you just, know you do. There's a Burt Reynolds rug on the floor. <laughs> Not a bear rug, a Burt Reynolds rug. An actual rug. Burt Reynolds rug. Yeah. It's um, sexy as hell. It is. It is. And so are it's we. It's out of this world, and so if is, you will. Ready for the segue? So is our top two. Boom. And I, I mean, can't wait best. to hear... Your top two. Oh, my top two are great. Are you are ready they? for this? Are you uh, ready for the space jelly? <laughs> no. <laughs> sounds kind of gross. Are you ready for this Goodman jelly? <laughs> that, yes. Yeah. 100%. I'm always ready for that. So okay. drop it on me. Give me your number two. My number two is uh, I've got to build up to it a little bit because it's one yeah. of those. It's a quintessential yeah. space movie Work in it. my opinion. Work it. So 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes. Like the space yes. movie. I mean, Kubrick is a master, as we all know, but, I mean, it, it has space in the title. 
so far, none of your movies have even had the word space in the title. That's true. So this is well, the first Wally one. Well, Space. No. Space, space <laughs> Wally Trek. Spaces. Space Trek. Space Trek. No, if we have celestial bodies in our time, like Moon, Space Wars, Star the Trek, Force Awakens, yeah. the Space Awakens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So this is the first one that actually has space in the name, and this is when you think of space movies, the space movie that you think of or that you should think of. In my opinion, it's not my number one because it's not my favorite, but I think as space movies go, this one is just above and beyond out of this world, if you will. <laughs> No, Dave. <laughs> no, Dave. I cannot jive with that. With he that doesn't say jive. That. <laughs> Shut up, jive turkey. He's not a 1970s racist. <laughs> oh. oh, yes, I can totally get behind that. Uh, 2001 was one of my all-time favorite movies ever. It's not on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, one of my favorite movies ever. Nothing beats it. I have, didn't include I have, in my top five. I have no good reason. Yeah. Uh, you just but forgot gonna, about it. I'm gonna make up Boo a good reason on you, such as uh, it. Uh, it couldn't fit. Gross. <laughs> That's gross. I tried to squeeze it. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <It wouldn't fit. laughs> but no, I mean, like for this movie, one, if you take it from a technical angle, it's one of the most groundbreaking movies that was made. I mean, they they did never before done special effects. The whole space phase <laughs> the sequence. The way you said that sounded like you said they've never before done special effects. <laughs> they've never no special effects before did not exist. They invented yeah, special effects. Don't look for it up. That's movie. a totally true fact. <laughs> I believe it. I heard it on High Five, so yeah. I know it's accurate. I know it's true. It's one of those J facts. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh we man, so we're gonna have. Don't look them up. We're gonna have They're to put that on our website, right. just like a, a side blog of J facts. Just. Totally true, non-research needed. <laughs> Don't facts. look at these. St- asterisk. Do not look these up online. Yeah. Trust us. Trust if you look them up, then you don't trust us. Yeah, <laughs> that that hurts our relationship. Best, best double standard in the world. It's like, oh, you had to look it up, so you must not have trust me. But you were wrong. No, but you looked it up, so you didn't trust yeah, me. So you, you didn't trust me. me. You told me you didn't. You cut know my where breaks. I learned that? My ex-wife. No, sad. <laughs> that's that's real. some real life for you. You just brought it down to earth to kick me in the nuts with your sadness. Yep. I'm not. I do. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. But I am a fan of 2001: A Space Odyssey. I am. So too. talking about the never-before-done special effects in the history of ever. In the history of ever. I mean, you've got the space face scene where they did the two panes of glass to do all the lights. I mean, crazily done. Yeah. Um. You know, space the, baby. The space, they actually yes. launched an actual newborn into orbit. Right. Which never it came. It died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's what they did. But that's the you it know, got caught up in the space goodman. <laughs> so we're just floating. Around. There's like a bunch of space goodmans and then Kubrick baby. <laughs> and then Kubrick just floating in space. Just newborn. <laughs> that seems like something Kubrick would do. He it just does. took it real dark. I mean, hey, everyone knows when you're making an omelet, you got to launch a couple babies into space. <laughs> I think that's the colloquialism. <laughs> it is. I hear that all the time. Don't look it up. That's true. And, you know, <laughs> some other, I mean, some other, like, little cool facts about this movie just because 
cool, cool, cool facts. <laughs> Besides the murdering of an infant for the, yeah. for the a cool scene. But I mean, the footage that he shot was like 200 times longer than the actual film. Like he shot so much footage, he could have made 200 2001 I Space heard, Odysseys. I heard that he shot so much footage, it would reach to the moon and back. It does. It actually passes that space baby about three times. Yeah. And he shot back. seven babies into orbit. He only used a good take, I though. heard the real fact was that the moon is actually just made up of unused 2001 <laughs> space footage. <laughs> Odyssey footage. There is no man on the moon. It is not made of cheese. Yeah. It's just a bald coil well, of unused 2001 yeah, right. space Odyssey When they footage. say that, uh, that, Kub- that conspiracy theory is half right, when they say <laughs> Kubrick staged the moon landing, he kind of did. It was actually a PA that he sent to go collect footage <laughs> that he needed to put back into yes. his movie, so he sent them to the moon yeah. in air quotes that I'm doing right now. And if you just look, if you look really closely, you can still see some trails of film floating right. through space from the moon. Well, that you have to look really carefully the at the right light. A dead infant. <laughs> and the dead. Seven dead infants. Don't right. forget that. Oh, I forgot the day. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple takes. Kubrick was a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the stair scene in, in The Shining, yeah. he made, he made what's-her-face do it like Los two- Angeles <laughs> County Hospital will never be the same. <laughs> well, I mean, he drove what's-her-face crazy by like that stair scene making her do it like 200 yeah. times and so he launched at least seven babies into yeah, space he drove parents crazy by murdering the <laughs> children um i like the contract on is like okay well you want your baby to be in this scene okay great um i'm just reading through here and i'm mr kubrick i'm i'm a fan of this you know i want my baby to be in show business but uh down here as a disclaimer it says might not get infant back due to space collateral? Yes. Should I be worried about this? He's like, no, 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 no don't worry about this. No, it's that- like, okay, well, then the line below it says, be sure to know that you won't get your kid back due to space collateral. No. Now, we're Contracts. worried about little Anton being in the film. We want him to be famous. Lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts, like, randomly saying, like, legal Briefcase. terms. <laughs> Paperwork. Jurisdiction. Hollywood. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, I mean, honey, he is Stanley Kubrick, so, I mean, let's... Okay, signing on the dotted line. Little right. Anton, let's go with Mr. Kubrick. See you never. Oh, Anton, yeah. poor word choice. Yeah. He's dead now. I know. <laughs> That's fucked up. I know. I'm sad. <laughs> I actually didn't even make that connection until you I did, did that. Oh, I feel bad you now. You feel terrible about yourself. Oh, damn. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's a good movie, though. It's a is damn it good movie. Anymore? It is now. Yeah. It is now. <laughs> no, it is great. <laughs> I feel so bad. It is great. You should. That was terrible. It was. Um, it's a great flick. Uh, I fully you know, support every statement that you've made that he murdered babies, that the moon is made of celluloid film, that uh, he, uh, you know, I don't know, filmed it in blood. Did you say <laughs> right. that one? No, yeah. Did I just, he totally did. Right. Now, this actually is a true fact about it. It was that Kubrick was so worried about his movie going live and it takes him so long to film movies that he went to an insurance agency in London uh-huh. and tried to take out insurance against his film in case aliens actually showed up before he released it <laughs> because he wanted to have like a premium on aliens. Was it like an Independence Day clause? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they were like, should Bill Pullman become president? <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
and aliens attack. It's like, should aliens come down, I still will get the release funds and this movie can still go live. And they're like, we're not going to give you that insurance policy. That is a real fact, and you can look that one up. That seems totally banana sandwiches. But it's totally Kubrick. Like, it's right it in is. line with what he would I do. I mean, he was fucking willing to shoot babies into space. He's <laughs> right. totally... <laughs> Take he out he does insurance. not feel comfortable until, you know, he's in good hands all nah. state. <laughs> and that baby not in good hands <laughs> no Allstate refused to cover all. that he's like look we'll give you alien insurance but you can't have dead space baby insurance well it's weird after Kubrick left the office the the parents of that baby came in like we would like to get space insurance on our baby and he's like no no I also thought this is gonna sound even more crazy but uh when you said when Kubrick left the office for a one second I was like he was on the office <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the original Michael Scott. <laughs> you know, that's what she that said. Dry British humor. <laughs> what, Stanley Kubrick on The Office would be the worst. Would be like, would be like, yeah. And then there was a big one inside her. That is what a woman said once. That is also what she said. And can we do that again, please? <laughs> can we take this? 14 more times. I would like to do that from the outside of the office, looking through a cracked blind. But not looking directly at me. I want to give the appearance that someone is peering in my office, but I don't see now, them. looking at this set of the office, can we make it much more symmetrical? Also, can we break through my office door with an axe? <laughs> yes. Cameo. <laughs> also, how many babies do we have Here's for this shoot? <laughs> on, on, on Stanley Kubrick's rider, it just is like brown M&M's. Diet Sprite, right? Seven babies, right? Well, in the, his original, in his original concept for The Shining, I don't know if you know this, the studio had to stop him because instead of Jack Nicholson chopping through a door, he just wanted it to be a baby. Yeah, it was a door made of babies. <laughs> yeah. was, and they were like, Stanley. No, Stan first off, this has nothing to do with the book. Stanley, you can't make babies. And then he was like, Excelsior. Yeah. <laughs> Way different, Stanley. Oh man, yeah. But yeah, well, they're like. Baby door wouldn't fly. <laughs> and he was like, you know, baby door doesn't fly, but you know what does? Space babies. How, how would we even make a door out of babies? No, no, we, we'll, we'll work that out in post. Right. <laughs> Just have the babies up there, give right. Jack the axe, and watch the magic happen. Yeah. Then he tried to substitute... Well, he did end up working it into that movie, though, because I don't right. know if you know this, the blood in the hallway, actually All baby blood. <laughs> All babies. Well, it's weird, you know, a, an, an off-cut scene of Eyes Wide Open, uh -huh. baby orgy. <laughs> you mean Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> eyes Wide That's Open. That's what I meant. <laughs> that was the B-side? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not, no Tom Cruise, no Nicole Kidman, all babies fucking. <laughs> And it's called Eyes Wide Open because people in the theater hold your eyes open to watch it oh all clockwork orange-like. Oh, God. And you have to watch it. And you're like, why am I watching these babies fucking? Listened? I thought this was Tom Cruise. You, and you're like, have no. You listened to the, have you listened to the Book of Mormon soundtrack? No. There's a song in it that's like, no, no, don't fuck the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you said that, that 100% played <laughs> in my head. That's, to be fair, that's probably playing in your head a whole lot. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Fuck this frog instead. <laughs> you would get it. No. Uh, I mean, Clockwork Orange is the same way. The original <laughs> scene is like, no, no, bang, bang, violence, violence, babies. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's like got his eyes wide open and it's just baby murder on the screen. That's it's it. not even like news clips or anything. It's just baby murder. It's just and he's like, ah! 
Yeah. Once again, the studio was like, Stan Lee. <laughs> Quit giving these baby superpowers and you then You can't do this. Them. Full Metal Jacket, nothing but babies. Nothing. <laughs> the whole movie was actually just babies. <laughs> baby. That Vincent D'Onofrio is actually shoving a baby in his mouth in the bathroom. And they're like, this doesn't work. He's like, no, he's going to choke on it. That's how he does. <laughs> right. And then the baby also dies. <laughs> this is my baby. There are many like it, but this is mine. <laughs> Man. Only two things come from Texas. Steers and babies. <laughs> and I don't see no baby genitalia. That's how it's what open. Yeah. That's how it's what open. I don't know. Full circle. I don't know that it... I don't know... Uh, I think we're the first to break this news about Breaking Kubrick. News. I wouldn't do that if I were you, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Any second now. Where are the children? <laughs> Any second. <laughs> the Kubrick's coming from inside the house. <laughs> Kevin! Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, 2001 yeah, Space Odyssey Number 2 That's 2001 Space <laughs> that's Odyssey That's a solid number thank 2 Thank you, thank you You just um, took a number 2 <laughs> right, right on this episode Right on those babies <laughs> That was pretty awesome oh, okay. Alright, cool So, you ready for my number 1? Uh, sure I don't know if it can live up to Okay, so my number 1 actually relates to one that was on your list Alright um, And something that we talked about earlier in the episode But my number 1 is Empire Strikes Back <laughs> Yeah Yeah it is, I mean, when it comes to Facebook, I mean, when it comes, Facebook, when it comes to Facebook, when it <laughs> then, comes to space movies. Then Empire Strikes Back is really, yeah. spoiler it's alert, the tits. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag tits. That, I think that was your your subtle way of trying to say that the Empire is actually Facebook. Facebook is just, dun, 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 Luke. No, it's like, no, I am your father relationship status. <laughs> no! Oh, emoji. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Empire Strikes Back. I It's one of my favorite movies ever outside of the uh, the George Lucas directed one, Irving Kirshner. What are you talking about? I just had this crazy concept in my head pop in again of, okay, so Facebook Empire, right? Right. And then you've got the Jedi Force is actually MySpace. Right. And then you've got Obi Tom Kenobi. <laughs> Right? Because he founded yeah. MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like the antithesis of fucking uh, Facebook. Yep. That's it. That's it. So what would Instagram be? Uh, the uh, Jaw- Jawas. <laughs> no, they're just Jawas. No. They're just like, meh, meh, <laughs> stealing robots and shit. And you're that's like, shut that, up, Instagram. Chat. You'll never be a fucking Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> they're owned by Facebook now. No, well, they are now. Why are we talking about this? Because they were fucking space Jawas. <laughs> Let's talk about space movies. All right. Yeah. yeah. So Empire Strikes Back. Is, is one of my favorite movies of all time. I personally think it's the best of the series. I know that you said Force Awakens is your top pick. Yep. I think if you take the, the ability of the special effects that we have out now, I think if you take the time period, and then definitely the twist at the end, it was just something that wasn't anticipated. And I may have mentioned it earlier, but I truly believe that without the impact of Empire Strikes Back, there is no Force Awakens. Because the first one, New Hope, is good. Right. Empire Strikes Back solidified it as a force of cinema. Yes. So without that being as good as it was, without it being as quality of a film, you don't have the rest. Yes. You're not getting you're not getting the leeway to make that terrible prequel trilogy well, yeah. and in we, the late nineties and then still be able to still make more. You're not getting that if if Empire isn't good. But here's the deal, and we've talked about this. If Force Awakens were to have come out on its own in the time period, 
the way that it is now, I think it would have been equally a huge success. As it, it may was. have been. So that's why I'm saying. But if the internet naysayers and they're gonna naysay all over this, like it did come out when it first came out, it was called A New Hope. Meh. And I'll be like, shut up, give me your babies. <laughs> shut up. We're launching up, them. Gene. We're launching them into space. <laughs> Go back to your mom's basement. And also, I mean, with Empire Strikes Back, as good of a movie as it is, there's like uncut. There's cut scenes from the script. <laughs> That, that would have made it so much better. There's uncut. Yeah, no, there's uncut penises all, all over the place. But no, there was an early version of the script where we get to see where Darth Vader lives, and he lives on a lava planet in a castle surrounded by gargoyles. Protected <laughs> by George Lucas, know, man. Right? Like, an early version of that script was like, no, 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 no. What we need is Castle Darth Skull on a lava planet with gargoyle goblin like guards and they're like no we're just gonna by the power of moisture vaporators <laughs> I'm gonna be a Jedi Empire strikes me <laughs> yeah so yeah that's cool oh damn that's a good I mean it's a good movie I mean it's uh, yeah it's my number one damn right it's a good movie I mean it's a good movie yeah it is it is it, my it favorite is space movie great space movie yeah it is not my top two well, because I know we have already talked about that it's but not in your top two. It's your list. Yeah, and it's the right one. And you can have it. So that's it. That's my top two. So I'll go through my whole list. Uh, we've got number five, Gravity. Mm-hmm. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three, Moon. Everyone, please go watch it. Number two, Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> and then number one, Empire Strikes Back. So those are my five. I really like them, man. Man, you don't get better space movies than those. You don't. You gotta get Except on that hype train and ride. <laughs> Hashtag hype train. Woot woot. So, so speaking it. of the hype train pulling into a station near you, it's time for my top two. Oh, let's pull into station top two, Quentin. <laughs> Q's <laughs> top Q. That sounded weird. I know. I don't well, know. Let's what I'm just pull about. into it. I just, I've been drinking too much. Of just, too many of these. I just want it. <laughs> Let's pull into that station Just, Q. Yeah. Hear those top two yeah. from Q. Take your shirt off and tell me. <laughs> Where the concert? Show us your boobs. Show so, us your tubes. So <laughs> I'm going to whip my twos out on you. <laughs> and here we go. Uh, my number two, mm-hmm. Sunshine. Really? Yeah, man. The the one where they go save the sun. Um, They don't really save the sun. It's but like Gone yes. Baby Gone, but with the sun. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Except not movie. at all. <laughs> That's one with Aaron Eckert, right? Uh, Am no. I right about that? Am nope. I thinking the right one? Nope, 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 nope. This is Cillian Murphy. Oh, and right. And Chris Evans. Right, okay, Captain America. And it's a Danny Boyle flick. Yeah, I like Danny Boyle. And basically, this, you're kind of right in the, the concept is uh, Earth, or the sun is dying. And so Earth has kind of fallen into this, like, second ice age. And the only hope for humanity is Cillian Murphy's genius character who has designed this type of explosive. Uh, it's basically like a super complicated technical science term bomb. Okay. That uh, they're going to fly towards the sun, and they're going to shoot it off at the sun, and it's going to explode, and it's going to restart the stun. The sun. The stun? Or it's going <laughs> to stun. It's going to stun the sun. It's going to stun the sun. Into it. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, Shirley McLean's there, and she's like, give my son the shot! Yes! And Gotta save it. <laughs> yeah. Get my son the, the shot! shot. Um, so basically, they get out there. They're in space, and it becomes more of a kind of study, a character study on these people 
experiencing long a long trip in space and they come across a ship uh, because this is the second time that this mission has been attempted oh and you know I really don't think I've seen this they come across this ship and there may or may not be a person still on board this ship and it may or may not turn into this like crazy slasher on board a spaceship but maybe also not real maybe in their heads so it does it's they actually move beyond the drama of trying to save the yes. world by saving the sun yes and, and then it's more it, of a cabin fever type yes. what happens in space yes. movie yeah okay i'm actually i i really the more and more we talk about this i don't i, know I don't want to spoil it movie, for you because but i think I, I don't think i've seen this. it's crazy good okay. and chris evans is in it like i said um kind of doing like you know he's had those like weird <clears throat> breakout roles like um a Snowpiercer. I was about to say Captain America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's really heard of. Just small films. Fantastic Four. Um, and he does, it's kind of like he's a bit part in this. Um, he doesn't really play the normal, like, Chris Evans kind of thing. He's just a guy. He's the mechanic on board the ship or whatever. Nice. And uh, Cillian Murphy, always great. Oh, yeah. Um, but he is, like I said, the scientist that kind of came up with it. And it's got some other character actors that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. Well, I was looking at the uh, IMDBs. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Mark Strong is in this. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, I love Mark Strong. That was, like, pre him doing anything else. Yeah. <clears throat> he's a, Stateside. He's a, he's a great actor. I mean, like, Brothers Grimsby aside, but he's, like, a great yeah. actor. I really he is like a really him. good actor, especially when he was Sinestro in Green Lantern. Yeah. I mean, that movie... <laughs> <laughs> Man. Let's not even talk about it. that's number one on your list, and I don't want to spoil <laughs> it us is. getting there. Spoiler <laughs> alert: Space Green movie. Lantern number one. <laughs> Gross. We just lost every listener that we haven't alienated. Uh, I was about to say, let's not. Pun that was a pun. Sadly, though, nobody's listening. Just like space, no <laughs> right. one can hear us scream or make jokes. <laughs> My, I actually, you know, Chris Evans is one that I think people give him some flack because he's catapulted into fame from you know playing. Johnny Storm and then playing Captain America but I remember back when he did not another teen movie and I was like I love this guy that movie he was so funny in that I wish he had an opportunity to do more roles like that yeah. you know what I mean like I really liked him in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World yes too. he was fantastic <laughs> in that I really think if he had the time and the ability to do more like Christian, like uh, Channing Tatum does. You know, he just yeah. he just pops up in all in these random really funny, yeah. random things. Or if you know Chris Evans was given the chance to do like a Twenty One Jump Street type of film, I think he would knock it out. You know of the who's park. you know who's taking that opportunity? Chris Hemsworth. Yes, he has. He's popped up yeah. in like weird comedy roles. Well, now he's in the the new he's Ghostbusters. In the new Ghostbusters. Apparently, as a comic relief type character. And from what I hear, he kind of steals the movie. Like I hear he's hilarious. That's, I hear that too, and I, I love it when people that are known for sort of being like buff meatheads, the stoic, can really step out of that. Yeah. But for me, for me, Chris Evans is one that I know he can do that because that's how I was introduced to him was yeah. just being that. Like stereotypical jock, hilarious. I think character. the first movie that I actually saw him in, or at least took notice, was that shit tacular Fantastic Four. Oh man, 
the original he's, one. He's good in that. He's yes. actually a good Johnny Storm. It totally is. But yeah, not another teen movie for me was the first time where I noticed him. I was like, that guy is fucking. Hilarious. He's gonna be. He's gonna be something. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna make it. I'll tell this you what. This kid, he's got Moxie. It's <laughs> Moxie. Yeah, great Moxie. Um. So yeah, Sunshine. I don't want to. I won't go too too much into it. Yeah, other I'll, than I'll to tell this. you. Super good movie, and if you like Danny Boyle, Danny Boyle is yeah. one of those directors that I like in general just because I feel like every one of his movies is different. I feel like he never really sticks to the same kind of thing. He really does. I mean, like, Train Spotting and some of, like, his British, British movies are good, he but did. I mean, Slumdog is amazing. 28 Days Later, which still is on my list. Again. My disaster list. And then I thought he did, um, you know, 127 Hours for the flack that it gets is a relatively good movie. It is a good movie. I think a lot. I think that movie gets a lot of flack because of James Franco, though. A lot of yeah. people don't like James Franco, and I can't understand that. I like James. Franco. We could have a whole episode, and we probably will on James Franco. But yeah. like, I, I Frankisode. Oh, nice. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, let's do it. Now yeah. that you came up with that, we have yeah, to do it. Frankisode. So, I mean, I never saw. Did you ever see the Trance movie that he did? Uh, this came out a couple years ago. Was that ago? with um, what's his name, James McAvoy? I think so. <laughs> yes, with, with Professor X. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. You saw? Did you like it? I did. I didn't see. I, I wanted to, but I I've remember liked like, all of his stuff. Did you see the island, or not the mm-hmm. island? Yeah, the island with uh, Leonardo Di- DiCaprio. Mm-mm. Really? No. You haven't seen this movie? So. That's a Danny Boyle movie. The, wait, wait. The island? No, is no, no, it no, no, island? no. The island is the one. It's like a futuristic movie, and they no, live no, in no. the dome. Look, talking about the beach. The beach. That's yeah, it. the beach yeah, I've yeah, seen. Son of a beach. Which is I good. That yeah, no, no, it's not the island. I mean, the beach is on an island, and right. it's about them. See, being that's where on my brain island. went. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I've seen. Have the you beach. seen the beach? Most that's definitely. a good movie. Yeah, very good. Also, Danny Boyle. Yes, also good. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So that's my number two. Great. Yep. Good. Good. good <laughs> that was, <one. laughs> was kind of anticlimactic, just yeah. like restarting the sun. And good. But yeah, yeah that was great. it. So thank you. Number two, and now on to my number one. You ready for this? I number think one. So. Dun dun dun. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh, so, moon is so good. On both of our lists, obviously held in different regard. Yeah. But for me, Moon was one of those movies that um, it epitomized everything that there is to to space. Right. In the sense that it had isolation, it had functionality, and that it, it played like a semi-realistic version of sci-fi. Oh, and it was very honoring of the old sci-fi tropes. Like, he did it in a very purposeful way. Absolutely. I also admire the fact, and just like space, and this is kind of what, and I think we talked about it a little bit when we were talking about gravity earlier, but um, it, nothing says space to me more than isolation. Yes. And so anytime a movie takes place with one character in space, I think it just multiplies that feeling of isolation. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a bunch of people running around in a space station. You right. can almost forget that you're in space anytime you're on interior. Yeah. The Martian is that way. It, Same except for the Earth scenes. Yeah, but it keeps that feeling. Mm-hmm. So like even when you're on an interior and you're mm-hmm. not even seeing space outside, it still feels like space because you've got this one guy by himself. I want to piggyback on that. And I think one of the things that was really smart is that, you know, it's called Moon, but it's set on the moon. And unlike other space movies, let's take The Martian, for instance. Yeah. You know, it's filmed in a desert. It's all the, – the, the color scheme is very orange and yeah. red. When you're on the moon, it's such a small – 
body, celestial body, right. and there's very little atmosphere. So even when you're on the moon, the background is dark space. It feels yes. like you're floating in space. In space. Because even though you're on this celestial body, you're not on a planet. You don't have like there's the no horizon. atmosphere. There's no atmosphere. So it does feel like you're in a space station by right. yourself. It might as well be like a space meteor. station moon. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like it's or an asteroid. So you know I think I mean? you know Duncan Jones setting that movie on the moon gave it even more of a feel of that isolation and being in space while not technically being floating in space. Right. So I think for me, the reason it earned that number one spot was because of that. It epitomized the feeling of space to me. Like it feels more like any of these other movies we've named. It feels like space. Right. It's almost like I can smell the space on it. You know what I mean? And if we're going to talk about, you know, the movie construction of it. You know, you take some of my my top picks like Empire Strikes Back. No one's no one's getting awards for acting in that movie. No. But Sam Rockwell Crushed in it. this in this film, one, it's a solo character. So if he doesn't do well, movie's over. Yeah, you're movie you're sucks. done. Right. You know, like even with Duncan Jones second with, you know, uh, source code, you've right. got Jill and Hall, you've got Monahan, you've got all the people back in the in the station. So there's a lot of people right. that you can fall back on performances. If Sam Rockwell doesn't kill this movie, it kills this movie. Well, I don't know if you know this, but he was second choice. He was? Yeah, first choice was John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> point, right? We talked about it a month. This movie was right? <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, originally... Goodman's in space! But I guess if you think about it, you know, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about this movie, so if you haven't seen it, Stop fuck listening you. now, or you know oh, you're going to get or spoiled. Stop listening. Yeah, but and then fuck you. Um, stop listening, and then fuck and you. And then also fuck. And you. but you know, with all the clones at the end, that they just pulled the John Goodmans yep, out of space for that did. scene. They just put him in that bunker because they were lifeless. Well, that's why they were originally going to use him because yeah. they were on a tight budget for this film, and they already had Goodmans <laughs> just floating around <laughs> in space. So there's like just right there's like netting them. They're yeah. like, all right, get the, get the Goodman net. Yeah, <laughs> we lost another one. Let's bring him back down. <laughs> And then so, they're like, no, 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 no. This one has the baby in it. Uh, Throw the baby back out. <laughs> we don't want that Kubrick baby. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Ugh, scary. <laughs> also, well-known fact, while they were on Moon shooting Moon, they also cut they together... They shot it on the Moon? They, they, cut, they cut together a sequel to 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> right. With all that leftover footage. Just reeled up the footage. That's what he was mining for in the movie. It was <laughs> Deleted scenes from 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. Yeah. He's like, ooh, this is good stuff. He's like looking at it every night and <laughs> sending it back. Putting it in a little tube yeah. and just shooting it back to Earth. Well, and that's why there are so many clones is because the movie's so long that it takes right. so many years to mine, mine it from the moon. <laughs> Mining 2001 <laughs> unused footage. But yeah, so... Yeah. I kind of wish I had this as my number one now so we could do a, a, a number ones episode about it. Yeah, but we, we'll have others. Yeah. You know, we and we've we've talked about this movie enough. A, a lot. A <laughs> you lot. know, let's be honest. This movie doesn't very, really, doesn't really deserve all of this. We've talked about this movie almost as long as the movie is. <laughs> yeah, that's because it's that's not really, It doesn't overstay its. It's welcome. got a it's got a short runtime, and like I said, singular setting, singular actor. I mean, other than Kevin Spacey as a robot. Oh, which was just... He did so good. I, and anything Kevin Spacey's in, I'm going to love. And uh, he did great in it. But it also kind of pulls on all of the things from our list that we've mm-hmm. talked about before, too. Incredible special effects that didn't feel like special effects. They mm-hmm. felt like legitimate kind of in-world stuff. Um, great script. Great acting. Felt like space. 
I mean, it is for me. Yep. It is quintessential space movie. Love it. So I think that is why it's one. my number one. So right, run back through, through my list. list. Number five, Star Wars: Space Wars: The Force Awakens. Number four, Space Trek. <laughs> the J.J. <laughs> Abrams reboot. J.J. Space Rooms. Right. Number three, Space Wally. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number two, Space Shine. <laughs> and my number one is Space Moon. <laughs> I was wondering if Moon Space. You're going to switch it up there at the end. He didn't. Space Moon. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Dark so, side of the space so, that's my list. Um, I like it. I like your list too, man. I think so, we have jointly we have covered the infinite abyss space. of space. Yeah, I think so. And anyone who's listening who hasn't seen any of these, please go and watch them as quickly as possible. Yeah, check it uh, out. Whether it's like Netflix or iTunes or I stream it all, I don't care Whatever. how you listen to it or watch it. Go go, go watch these movies, especially it. Moon. And watch it. I said yeah. listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I said listen to it first as well. Okay. You, you threw me. Picked up on that. Uh, so yeah, listen to it. Great, awesome. And that's it. So it's so it's, it's commercial time. It's commercial time, man. So before you listen to our commercials, go to beardmoney.com. Use a high five code. High use the promo code high five. <laughs> get twenty percent off. But now or go the full Goodman. Yeah. In other words, also twenty percent off. Yeah. Yeah. And then then listen to these second favorite sponsors. These ones are okay. These are our second favorite. These are the ones we left on the moon. Yeah. These are the deleted scenes. Drinks! We buy your used beverages. You've got a Sprite that you didn't finish? Send it on down to Drinks! You got a Coke that's not all the way done? Someone else will take it. You got a root beer that's more root than beer? Give it to somebody else! You got a Gatorade with extra backwash? Somebody would love to wash in that. Drinks! Come on down! We buy your Welcome to Lieutenant Nero's Underwater Go-Karts. You want go-karts underwater? They don't work well, but they're wet. Guess what? Exhaust doesn't work 20,000 leagues down. This isn't Governor Nero's Underwater Go-Karts. This is Lieutenant Nero's Underwater Go-Karts. He's a top-ranking official in Atlanta. You've heard of him. You know things about it. You like go-karts. You also like Lieutenant Nero. Go-karts! Come on down and race a car today. Underwater, you'll drown. Back and from commercials, making stuff and funnies. And I don't know if you know this, but I'm joining in your song because other commercials are really, singing really Singing in the round and, and making the commercials are really, really and we're doing it. Something. Yeah. You hear that new Britney Spears song good. too? That was that dope. Was, yeah, I yeah, really like that. Oh, by Britney Spears. That was classic. Oh, all right, are you ready for game time? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. Am I ready for game time? <laughs> this is a brand new game that I have hopefully created. I, don't, I hope it doesn't exist, but it doesn't exist to my knowledge. So I created this game specifically for this episode. Okay. And I think we're going to have a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, you haven't told me anything about it. You told me some things that we needed to prep. Yes. Of which I complied. Yes. But I know... Complied beautifully. I have no idea what's happening right now. So the name of this game is called Space Disaster. 
Okay. So I know you're already Sounds excited. Sounds pretty straightforward. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but I know you're already excited because I have my giant stopwatch out, oh, which man. means it's going to be great. I love, anytime I see this, I get a little bit of a chub. You should. You <laughs> a ga- should. A game boner, if the you will. The thing is, the chub is nowhere near as big as the stopwatch. <laughs> no. Because it's a That's impossible. Stopwatch. Let's be realistic yeah. here. Like, we're we're not Michael Clark Duncan. Come on. Oh, he's Aww. dead. Why do you keep going to dead people? Stop. Oh, because I miss them. Use other people. I miss them. He's no Deadpool. He is. Uh, I guess that's true. (laughs) See, now you did it. Okay, anyway. Yes. Space disaster. Yep. So what we have done so far is I have had each of us write down three hypothetical space disasters. Yep. And then in parentheses, a number. Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to pull – each one of us are going to pull out of the hat – one of these disasters and a number. Okay. And you're going to have to read the disaster out loud, and then you're going to have 45 seconds okay. to the number that goes along with it is your your crew. Oh, so shit. you're going to have to cast your crew with the okay. number. So if it's three, you have to cast three actors. Okay. And then you have to say how you solve the problem and what the name of your movie is. In 45 seconds? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. This, this gonna is going to be a disaster. It's going to be great. A space disaster. <laughs> a space disaster. All right, let's do it. So Before I get any more scared. All right. Let's so just jump I'll right have in. You, I'll have you go first. Oh, great. So pull it out of the hat. <laughs> awesome. And then read the disaster and the number. <laughs> All right. So this one is Demonic Asteroid Worms. Yes. And Sweet. it's five. Ooh, okay. All right. So, so you have to cast Man, that's a five huge cast. People. And then you have to now say... Now, these have to be actors? Yeah. Right. But just, you don't have to tell, like, their character names or their backstories right. or anything. Just, like, just like who the would be on your crew who would be? and what you what the crew would go to do to stop this All right. to stop this disaster. And right. your 45 seconds starts now. All right. Jim Caviezel. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Uh, Robert Patrick. All right. Um, Mary Louise Parker. Okay, that, that's your five. I All was right. wondering if you were going to put right. a girl in there. And so uh, it's demonic asteroid worms, and the plot is Jim Caviezel as Jesus <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, is, okay. is going to be put on board this spaceship, right, with Dolph Lundgren and Arnold Schwarzenegger as his security. Okay. And then you've got Mary Louise Parker as the love interest for Jesus, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Magdalene, Louise Parker. Right. And they're going into space, and they're going to go fight these demonic space worms with the power of Christ. And then the name is? Uh, demonic space worms versus Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, awesome. Sure. Sure. Why not? Hey, I made it in my 45 seconds. You did, you did, barely. And tell me that doesn't sound like a movie you want to see. <laughs> Demonic Space Worms first TV I would watch. I would watch Starring Demonic Jim Caviezel <laughs> reprising his role. Directed by Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, my turn. So it's actually a, it's actually a, a secret sequel yeah. to The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> it's really a spiritual sequel, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, so well I've, I've pulled out mine. Gross. And, um... <laughs> Okay, it's alien attack and two. <laughs> so, oh, it's gonna be a <laughs> gonna be a tight cast. <laughs> it's gonna be a tough one. Okay, so and my forty-five seconds starts now. Okay, so this is in the future. Yep. After humanity has wallied itself out of existence. <laughs> All right. And you have Clive Owen. All right. And uh, 
the oh, what's the girl's name from Haywire? Gina. Oh, uh, Gina, Gina Karan. Karan. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two. So they're <laughs> wow. they're right. running this little society, and yeah. then aliens come down because they're the. It turns out they're the reason that humanity has gone to shit. Like aliens. They, yeah. Or aliens. Gina Karan. No, 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 aliens. <laughs> oh, okay. So Clive Owen and Gina Karan mm-hmm. now have to band together in the woods and fight them gorilla style. Like as gorillas? No, or no, not in a as gorillas. <laughs> military fashion. And then so, and what's then the, the title? And then the, and then they defeat them with the power of Christ. Doesn't matter. What's the title? <laughs> oh, alien attack. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> you used. <laughs> what's the name of this movie? Meteor. <laughs> what's the name of <laughs> iRobot's alternate title? Robot. Robot I. Robot me. Me uh, robot. Oh, that was terrible. 2001 t- is just called Dangerous Future <laughs> the Multi-Dimension Space Movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I definitely lose that That's round. That's all right. No, you didn't lose it because, to be honest, I used your title as well, but I added Jesus Christ. Right, versus Jesus Christ. Okay, so now for the last round, we have to do it together. Oh, yeah, okay. So and we have ahead. a minute and a half. All right. You ready? I love it. So uh, when our powers combine... Form of. I'm so glad I got this one. Okay. What is this? This is the one we get to do together. Uh huh. What is it? Werewolf space pirates. Oh boy. With four people. For so I'll four. take two. You take two. Yep. And go. Who do you? Who would you want on your side of the uh, I think I want Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. And Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> the Gyllenhaal <laughs> yeah. twins. When's the last time you saw them in a movie together? Donnie Darko. Yeah, that yeah. was it. That was it. And that was an awesome That's movie. That's a long time it was an yeah. awesome movie. All right, okay. so, so Jake Gyllenhaal, Mag and Jilly Hall, you got and two. And then I, I mean, sticking with Pirates, we've, we've got to go Johnny Depp. <laughs> All right. <laughs> got to get, get Johnny Depp in there and Keira Knightley. All right, so this is a secret sequel to yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean? It is. All right. Pirates so, of the Caribbean's 18. All right, so in this, I'm going to say, uh, Jill, but... To do the unexpected, Jill and Hall and Maggie are actually the pirates. <laughs> yeah, they're the werewolf pirates. Right, like, they're the captains of the werewolf pirate right. ship. And then, uh, then Johnny Depp and Keira Knightley. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Jack Sparrow for a second. Johnny Depp and and uh, Keira Knightley are captaining the Black Pearl, which it's in the future, so it can go into space. Right, it's a spaceship. And they are going to plant- space <laughs> ship. Exactly. <laughs> see, see yeah. how this is going. Yeah. And so th- they have to go to Planet Tartuga. Okay. To, to for but only on the full moon for whatever reason, yeah. Because if it's not on a full moon, they're just humans. <laughs> they're just normal. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal, boring as and all. And Gyllenhaal. They don't have to go there, but they end up there on the full uh, the full moon, yeah. and they get trapped there because of these werewolves with space the Gyllenhaals. Yes, and the Gyllenhaals, they're really just seeking a cure for their werewolfitis. Right, and so which the, is the, the title clinical of the, term? Title of the movie is Pirates of the Caribbean: Colon. Hairy man's chest. Uh, I like uh, hair and other things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. Okay. High five. That's Woo. the game. I liked this game. Yeah, this is a good one. It's the, got the time. It's got the time component to it. It's just a lot of fun. I like this game a lot. We're so gonna we can, have to. We'll have to revisit this game for. Yeah. Uh, but and we can repurpose it. Exactly. For other we can movies. easily repurpose that for other lists. Yeah, I like it. So that's that's uh, that's the game for today. So that's it. So you know what time it is. It's time for. Well, normally it would be time for us to to be end done, the show and be leave. done. But you know, just like last week when. You proposed to me to do a J horror segment. I've actually proposed something to you. Yes. And outside of the show, we talk about movies way yeah. too much. Yeah. And you have so many great 
opinions and thoughts and get and you know as if you've been drinking which we have yep. uh, you go into rants which i just love <laughs> angry so tirades. this is going to be a segment that i call or we call uh, q-tips uh-huh. where you will give us an angry rant or some sort of regarding hollywood yeah regarding hollywood or some sort of just purpose-driven statement and then we all get to learn from your wisdom and then hopefully learn a little something from it yeah so I appreciate that, first and foremost. Um, so I'm excited about this. So here we go. This yeah. is the first one. And I want to talk to you about something. Something that's been on my mind. Something that is very current with today's times. And that is sequels, reboots, and rebequels. Right? I know how much you feel about this. I'm excited. So here's where I'm going. All right. Ghostbusters, man. Ghostbusters is happening. All right? It's happening. Happened. With, it's it's happen- already happened it's by happen- the time this comes it's out. It's happening with ladies. Yeah. All right, and the internet hates that. My wife hates it, and she's a lady, <laughs> which is fascinating to me. So here's the deal: for some reason, I feel like Hollywood and fandom in general, Hollywood does these cash cow sequels where they're like, "Oh, we just need to reboot this franchise. It's been dormant for a long time. We need to sell new toys." So I get the hate against that. Now. The fandoms also do something very similar, where they're like, you can never touch this property ever again. You have given it to us once. We have bought all of the toys in existence, and that is all. That's stay how I a- felt about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Stay away from... Oh, that's included in this. So, uh, stay away from this subject matter. What you have given us is good. I never want to see anything ever again. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Perfect. I'm glad you said that. Leads me into my first topic. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when that movie came out, everybody was like... Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to do another live-action movie. It's going to be awesome. We're so excited. Then, the first pictures of the turtles hit the internet, and the internet legitimately exploded. (laughs) First, everybody heard that Michael Bay was involved. (laughs) That's when I lost interest, but continue. Then, the images of these space turtles, which is what they were at initially, hit the internet. And everybody's like, oh my god, they're space turtles. They're not even... They're from Dimension X now. They weren't even, like, mutagen turtles. These are alien turtles. Then, you gotta look at them. And let's be honest. It's not great. You're a liar. It looks awesome. (laughs) It looks awesome. And here's the thing. Teenage Mutant Turtles do not look like... They do not look the same in their animated form. They do not look the same in their comic books. They do not look the same in the video games. They do not look the same in the new animated series. This is just a different take on the Turtles. And, if I'm going to be honest, a more real-world take. It looks like a mutated turtle. It looks weird and grotesque, almost. It's not like your happy, sunshiny, like, Jim Henson turtles that we got (laughs) in the early 90s and late 80s. But, um... Here's the deal. They're not the same thing, bro. So everybody needs to step the fuck off, okay? They're not like, we're doing Teenage Mutant Turtles, and this is a sequel, but now they look like this, and I'm taking a shit on your other franchise. No, they didn't happen. They were like, you know what? I got a new, distinct view on this. And they're like, so we're going to do something different. We're going to mix it up. We're going to bring it current world, okay? Because let's be honest, I don't give a shit what anybody says, and I'm a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. Those 90s movies, watch them again. Not good. (laughs) They are terrible movies. They're terrible movies with shitty acting and a 
non-existent plotline, which, hmm, is exactly all of the issues that everyone has said about the current Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> movies. So, honestly, they're the same fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just nobody wants to admit it. They both have You're shitty acting. They both have shitty acting. They both have weird special effects. They both do weird things that didn't happen at all in the comic books. They both have April O'Neil's. One was Judith Light. <laughs> the current one is Megan Fox. Let's be honest, neither one of them great April O'Neil's. And they both had Casey Jones in, in the most recent one. But you know what this one had that the other one didn't have that I've always wanted to see? Motherfucking Bebop and Rocksteady. It had Bebop and Rocksteady. Finally. And I don't care. I just want to look at him. I just want to see him with the purple mohawk and the little squint-eyed visor. And I want to see Bebop, or I want to see Rocksteady, and he's just a giant rhinoceros in camo pants. I loved it. It also had Krang, albeit with Brad Garrett's voice, oh, which, I, which I didn't Ugh. really agree with. But all in all, you know what? I got to see everything I wanted to see, and I'm happy. It's a shitty movie, just like the original were shitty movies. So suck it, fandoms. They're all shitty movies. Second up, Ghostbusters. Here we go. Ghostbusters. Very good movie. I love Ghostbusters. Grew up with it in my childhood. Had a proton pack. Had a ghost catcher little slidey on the floor thing. Ghost trap. Well, of course. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. Great movie. Okay. The new one, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 2016, we'll call it. It's a reboot. It is not a sequel. It is a reboot. But I have a theory. (laughs) I have a theory that it might be a backdoor sequel. (laughs) Because the trailers for this movie, and you've seen them, they say 30 years ago, scientists or whatever had the Ghostbusters. It basically alludes to them existing in the same universe, right? And I've heard a rumor. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've heard a rumor. I've read some reviews. Heard a rumor that the mayor in this movie acknowledges the existence of ghosts. Almost like he knows that this is happening. Right? Interesting. Yeah. So I'm thinking Hollywood did a big fuck you to the fans and actually made a backdoor sequel. One that you don't even know you want or need. (laughs) With women. (laughs) But here's here's the deal. Here's the real tirade on it. The movie is its own thing. It's not going to ruin the first one. Just because you go to see this movie and it has a new cast with new people and I know everybody's like, yeah, name it something different then. Okay, but here's the deal. If you name it something different, then everybody's going to be like, this is exactly like fucking Ghostbusters. They should have just called it fucking Ghostbusters. (laughs) You can't win. Just enjoy the fucking movie. Back when Ghostbusters came out, let's be honest, it's not winning Academy Awards. Okay? It's a funny movie made with funny actors that's not meant to be some super serious pseudoscience. It's not a fucking religion, people. It's <laughs> Ghostbusters. It's Bill Murray. It's Dan Aykroyd. It's R.I.P. Harold Ramis. It is fucking... That's it. They're comedians. They're making a funny movie. They're actually going, look how fucking stupid this would be if people actually busted ghosts like they did fucking cockroaches, you know what I mean? Like, they have a fucking service about it. So anyway, point being, the new movie, it's just a movie, man. Let it float. Whether it's chicks, whether it's dudes, whether it's chick dudes, doesn't matter. (laughs) Just enjoy it for what it is. It's gonna have better special effects. It's gonna have a funny cast. All of these women are independently funny on their own. Kate McKinnon's one of my favorite actresses currently on the Saturday Night Live lineup. 
I'm totally in for it. If anybody wants to be angry about anything, be angry about Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with Ghostbusters. And lastly, I'm going to finish it off and tie it in with our list. Another sequel that happened. Star Wars. The Force Awakens. Now, this is the opposite of what happened with the aforementioned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. This movie, everybody was super excited for, because this is what they've been waiting for, a movie with their original actors. And then it came out, and everybody went apeshit for it. But then what happened? The fandom did the same fucking shit that they do to every single fucking reboot. Oh man, this is good, and I fucking like it, and I went and saw it 27 times, and I bought all the toys and the video games and the comic book tie-ins. But you know what? It's exactly like the first movie. God damn it, Studios and George Lucas and fucking J.J. Abrams. I'm so pissed. You know what? Here's my advice. Here's my Q-tip to sum all this up. Fandoms, take your giant fucking nerd boner and shove it up your giant fucking nerd ass. And just be grateful that we're getting more in worlds that we like anyway. We're lucky to have a sequel. We're lucky to have the original. We're lucky to have rebequels and video games and comic books or whatever. So fucking enjoy it and get off the studio's ass. This is my favorite segment ever. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. What a way to very antagonistically end our show. Yep, so I that's love it. it. I got nothing else. I I've, cannot, I've said my piece. I can't wait till the next Q-tip. <laughs> this is amazing. So, yeah, man. I can't, can't follow that up. I think we just have to end the show. Let's fucking end it. So, that was awesome. I actually had a theory when they announced the reboot for Ghostbusters. I didn't want to interrupt you, but no, you're fine. Uh, when they were announcing the reboot to the Ghostbusters, what uh -huh. I was kind of hoping it would be uh -huh. was that these women were huge fans of the original movie. Like, it was in a, oh, a yeah. universe where the original movie existed. Yeah. And then ghosts actually happened. I know. And they tried to jerry-rig what they had in the movie. And it would have been awesome. I think that plot would have been hilarious. I'm, outside of my wife, I am very interested to see what this movie does. Awesome. And, I'm, and I'm willing to go into it wanting it to be funny and wanting to laugh. And if it can make me laugh and it can entertain me, I'm on board. So. I'll tell you all about it because my daughter and I are going to see it next week. Oh, I can't. I, yeah, you'll have to let me know. It's I'm, I'm looking awesome. forward to it. So that's oh. it. Let's get out of here, man. I think, Fuck that. I think we have to be done. Fuck fans. Yeah. Nerd boners and stuff. <laughs> and sadly, that brings us to the end of this week's High Five. As always, thanks to my co-host Jay. And to you, the high-fivers out there, we'll be back in two weeks with another list. But in the meantime, be sure to email us any of your lists or questions to myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. And as they say in the movies, that's a wrap. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.